Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, for today, I just want to say... That rhymed. You gotta keep going. The next... Just want to say, what a glorious day. Whoa! No, you already said day. (laughs) (laughs) Noted lyricist Kid Rock did it. (laughs) Adam can do it. Does that mean I can also become a crazy Republican guy online? Because Kid Rock certainly did. Except he's not, but like he is. There are normal Republicans, and then there are Kid Rock Republicans. Yes. Um, No. No. (laughs) Now listen. Uh You might call me the king of lyrics. But who would you call the king of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the first three games? You see, here's the thing, because we were welcoming our partner, Crown Royal! Hey! Crown Royal! Yes, and why not pour yourself and a friend at Crown Royal? Because we're going to talk about who wore the crown when we, with the help of you, recognize one Leafs player each show who gives it their all for the blue and white because it's our town, it's our crown, and it's not about what you are as a player. It's about what you have to give and how much of yourself you give. So we're going to crown a leaf every week, every show, that generally is giving it all to the team. Mm -hmm. And it's brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Remember, live generously and life will treat you royally. So let's get into it. Um, I put out a poll on my my Twitter last night. And by the way, if you want to... Tweet us at any time. Just use the hashtag OurTownOurCrown so we can find you. It doesn't have to be at any one of us in particular, but... Um, the consensus, <laughs> and I think rightfully so, from from our listeners is is Austin Matthews. Remember all summer, like we were talking about, like Matthews versus Marner, and how could you possibly ask for Matthews money? I think. I think any were... questions? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have it's, any questions? It's early in for you to be staring at the camera and ranting. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> any, two Marner's in. been good. <laughs> yeah, Marner's sure. been good, but any questions? <laughs> all right. Sit down and now, listen if, to the rest of the class. Now, and that's fair. That's fair. If you could, if you could give a crown to someone other than Austin, because Austin's got five goals, in, uh, and I know Jesse's got one. So who is the prince? Uh, who is who is yeah, have, who is the prince? We have a king. We uh, need a prince. You know, he's got five goals in three games. Mitch Marner's got five points in three games. There you go. Oh. One. Jesse, who would you give your crown to? Since you delightfully put up your hand, my crown goes to William Nylander. Wow, good pick. He was the reason Austin Matthews scored the 1-1 goal Uh last night. Mm -hmm. He's the one who won that puck battle behind the net, threw it out front, and went to a couple other guys, so he didn't even get an apple on it. He's a good little thing guy. Good little thing guy. Scored the uh, 4-1 goal. Man, his assist assist on Matthews' first goal of the season. Yeah. The give and go. Which was a uh, carbon copy of Matthews' fourth goal in his four-goal game. Right. And someone Mm -hmm. pointed out that was his... Fourth goal in his first year, and this carbon copy was his first goal in his fourth year. Whoa. Oh. Whoever did that side-by-side is a, a genius and has a way better memory than I could really good. have. Really yeah. good, yeah. Um, yeah. They have a, some would say they have a Steve Dangle-like memory. Yeah, yeah except I got it wrong. I said it was the hat trick goal. Nah. So, so, uh, so you say William Nylander for those plays. What are the little things that you're seeing that you're like, man, crown, 
It's those things specifically. I think he's been out there. I think people forgot how good he is because of how bad he was for the half season that he got to play last year. And I think when you have a full training camp, you're going to see actual William Nylander. Yeah. And then the thing about the the Marner deal that we're all going back to is that William Nylander is on such a great deal now. Yeah. Because it's utterly really fantastic. It's, it's, so they cancel each other out. And then yeah. let's, so let's just appreciate him a little. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give my first crown of the season to him. Now, yeah. if Jesse gives William Nylander a, another crown... Some at some point this season, mm. and then later on, maybe even closer to the playoffs, gives William Nylander another crown. Is he now a Trey Croner? Adam, you know I don't just, know what that means. Adam, it's the it's the it's the we get a shoehorn sponsor ah, on the uh, <laughs> oh, like the Olympic God. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah does yeah. Jesse have to buy a William Nylander Sweden jersey? Jesse I don't know if yes, he does. You know yeah, what? Is that how that works? Because yes, he does. That's how that works. All right, fair enough. Okay. Steve, who would you give it to besides the obvious in Austin Matthews? Uh, that's a that's a tough one. I'm gonna. You know who has looked so impressive? It's it's early in the season mm-hmm. and people are irrational. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do a show with one of them, um, but it's it's rare that this early on people talk about promoting someone so early and they're so actually deserving of it. Trevor Moore. Yeah, is one you hell put, of a player. You mine. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah, that's okay. I got. What are the one. odds I would pick Trevor Moore to be your guy? Sorry. Um, no, don't be sorry. You want me to Please pick stop. another one? No, continue. <laughs> well, Trevor Moore, the the feet, the acceleration, by speed. Mm-hmm. He's got by speed. Mm-hmm. By the, the second he gets the puck, and uh, what he lacks in size, he makes up with uh, centrifugal force for the science folks, but also just the ability to, to get under there. He's already low. He doesn't need to get low. He's low to begin with. Uh, stick lifts. Um, Zach Hyman-esque energy mm-hmm. in that, argh, that that puck is his. So i got to give it to Trevor Moore. With Kasperi Kapanen struggling, Kasperi Kapanen's a left winger, is he not? Well, he's a left winger now. He's left winger I, now. I think he's a right winger by trade. So you could make the argument that it might be better for Kasperi Kapanen to be on with Kerfoot, right? Uh, I mean, listen, he hasn't played all that great. The air conditioner's on. I got to shut it off. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I, no, I, no. I that's, think that's the, the workout in the, the hall. Workout Sorry, yeah. I, you. Yeah, We're I was thinking the same installed thing. in the hallway, by the way. Yeah. Uh, just in case you hear anything in the mics. Yeah. So sorry about that. Well, because um, here's the thing. Like, first off, we'll get to the Kapanen and shit from last night, and and that's I get it. I get it. People are upset. However, <laughs> um, from a purely hockey perspective, if Trevor Moore, who has three points in his first three games, continues to play like this. If he continues to be this good, um, why wouldn't you put him on the on that line with Matthews and Marner? And then you could put you could slot no, with uh, Tavares and excuse me, Martin. yes, and and then you you could slot him on the Kerfoot line, and then you've got Kerfoot and Kapanen on the same line. Imagine the foot speed. Kerfoot, Kapanen, and Mikheyev, who oh. you could have easily picked him like a really good first three games, scored in his first game, and that's Superman. That people are calling him. Super. <laughs> that's who's gonna get my crown. Because, yeah, because it's rare that... I mean, listen, I know this guy's like 24, 25 years old. He's a fully grown man, right? Yeah. He's not some kid. I don't know, the announcers are calling him a kid. I'm like, nope, not Established a kid. Established hockey pro. Yeah, He's young age. in the same way that Bozak was. Morgan Forever. Riley, Morgan Riley is, is the same age. His, Morgan Riley is both old and a baby. Yes. 
He's an old baby. Yes, he's an old baby. Um, Which uh, babies get to a certain point, like mine is right now, and they all look like old. It's like you either look like Winston Churchill if you're bald, or Danny DeVito, which my baby looks like. Your your baby also has a Mr. Burns haircut. Yes, which is incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) My God, I got to teach her to do excellent. Yeah, fingertips. You just do it. That's a funny video. That's what she should be for Halloween. Mr. Burns. Oh my God. Perfect. How do we paint a baby that color, the the, 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 the yellow tone? That they um, have? Can you do that? I think okay. You got to find a way to convert her stroller into like a like a nuclear waste drum, uh, or like a limo, or a limo, or a limo. yeah. And then give her a little power suit, a Smithers doll. Oh my god, <laughs> a Smithers yes. doll. Adam, you have to do this. I think we have to do we this. Found it. I think we found it. We found it. So I'm gonna give it to Mikhaev because. Uh, and I know a lot of people keep calling him Mikhaev. I'm going to call him Mikhaev because I think that's how you actually pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I'm Listen, I had a Russian tell me it's Mikhaev. Okay, so, so it's Mikhaev. Uh, until so, I'm yelled at to do otherwise, it's Mikhaev. So Mikhaev, to me, seems like the kind of guy that, like, it's very rare. And again, I know it's the first 10 games of the season. Yeah. And by the way, 15 games in, we're going to be like, I know, it's it's the first 15 games of the season. There are rare few players, especially established ones, that come over from the KHL and look as good as he has. Like, Panarin looked really good when he started, but Panarin's an otherworldly talent, right? It it makes you wonder what the hell took so long. Right. Yeah. Why is why is it? And, and, you know, actually, Stephen Birch made a good point. McKayev was like a non-factor in the KHL like three years ago. And Stephen Birch was saying, well, listen, he got this many points in the whatever. What's the league underneath the KHL? Uh, it's either the MHL or the VHL. One of them's junior, the other's professional. I can't remember. Which so is I, this which. would have probably been the professional one because he would have been like twenty-two. I think it's M. Is I it think M? It's M? So anyway, he said, "Like, listen, he scored a, a ton of points in this league. Maybe we ought to start taking it more seriously. Maybe we ought to start taking that league a little more seriously." And if at I'm least not in the mistaken, top end talent. if I'm not mistaken, the Leafs have drafted a few guys like out of their uh, MHL and the VHL in recent memory. They're they're. A lot of the, I, I always say with Dubas, I want him to find the diamonds in the rough. Like, and that's well, what he has to now. He has to, but like that's what I always thought he'd be good at. Right. Um, the Leafs seem to really be investing over there, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty happy about it. No kidding. Because so, you uh, dig up McKayev. So listen, here's the deal. So happy to have Crown back. Uh, that's our. That's who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you by. Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a crown and cola? They yeah, are quite delicious. Why not? Why not toss him a crown royal instead of tossing your stick at the <laughs> puck carrier? <laughs> so, crown, by the way, crown <laughs> apple. Try crown apple. Don't sleep on crown apple. Don't sleep um, on it. Yeah. Okay. I guess we start with that because that's the game right there. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff that led up to that. But if you missed it, Kasperi Kapanen, great shorthanded player, somehow snaps his stick while well shorthanded. Eleven seconds left with in a, the penalty. Eleven seconds left. They were going to kill the penalty. Snick, stick snaps in half, and he throws it at Shea Weber's stick, which was has it the Shea puck. Weber or Jeff Petrie? Oh, was it Petrie? Petrie, I think it was Petrie oh, yeah, he, he had to shot. take the penalty shot. When right. I was watching it, I thought it was Weber. And Petrie was money on the penalty shot, by the way. Apparently, he, it's not his first one. Hmm. It was a good shot for sure. We'll we'll get to Hutchin in, Hutchinson Come in on, a second. Come on, bud. Who oh my God. was? Did you guys see the uh, Bukaskis interview after with Petrie? No, missed that. No. Who was the last Montreal Canadian? To score a sh- uh, penalty shot goal in Toronto. Ooh, I want to say Vladimir I seem Malahov. to remember. I want um, Saku Koivu, defenseman, right? Incorrect. Oh, you said no, just player. Oh, just player. I yeah, defenseman. It would help if I listened to the question. Um, Last Montreal Canadian I'm to score say a penalty Vincent shot. Vincent Damfus. 
because it has to be a form relief. Steve, <laughs> yeah. you want another, do you want another guess? Uh, it's someone, do- Corey Locke. <laughs> Maurice Rocket Richard. Can you believe Whoa. that? And then wow. Jeff Petrie. So, so it goes Rocket Richard, Jeff, Jeff Petrie. Petrie. What year was it? <laughs> when he played. The 40s or 50s, <laughs> yeah, holy. <laughs> it was the year when he strapped him up. That's a long time ago. You know, yeah. so, so pre-moon landing. Yeah, I saw that and I thought it was very interesting. So here's, wow. a, here's wow. a, a play that absolutely does not have to happen. And credit to Kapanen after the game. There's one, there's a two-part statement that he makes. The first part, I'm like, eh. Second part, I'm like, okay. First part is, I didn't even know that was a rule. Yeah. I knew you couldn't do it. I thought it was a penalty. Any, I think anybody knows you can't do it. Of course. I thought it was a penalty. I Everyone thought it was two minutes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think we can I say that. I think the that. Leafs thought it was two minutes. Yeah. And yeah. he should know it's two minutes. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Now, this <laughs> actually did happen last year, though, uh, in the NHL. Oh, it I, did. And I forgot about this, and I... I'm not 100% sure I'm remembering it correctly, but it was in one of the Dang It's videos. Oh. And I want to say it was a game between the Ducks and the Canucks. Sam Steele, who the Ducks picked with a draft pick that the Leafs God, uh, gave for, to the, the Ducks. For Freddie Anderson. I'm pretty sure. Stop hmm? being mad. It's Freddie Anderson. I know. But he got a hat trick last year, <laughs> and I believe the hat trick goal was because someone on, it was like the Coyotes or the Canucks, threw their stick. Wow. <laughs> Just went, ugh. And I think it was on the penalty kill as well. Penalty shot, and he scored. Damn. He scored so uh but bef- prior to that I don't I can't remember ever seeing it. No. Ever. No, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. So he says he doesn't know it was a rule. Okay, maybe? Fair? He knew. He knew it was bad. I don't you, think you he knew can't in tell the me moment. That he didn't know it was like listen, you could tell me he didn't know that it was a penalty shot. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Kesberry, you can't tell me that you don't know that that's a problem. That's a problem. So you're you, not even allowed to play the puck with a broken exactly. stick. Exactly. <laughs> throw it at someone. So so then, of course, Petrie gets the penalty shot. He scores. But 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 Kapanen did say, to his credit after the game, that it was um, it was something that he took full responsibility for. Uh-huh. And that's nice. Dude, you got to wear it. You do got to wear it. And he sure felt like you could see it on the Leafs bench. Like, boy, are they guilty of, of wearing their heart on their sleeves. Like, yeah, that Leafs bench, even when the fourth goal went in, mm-hmm. forget number five, fourth goal, dejected. Dude. What was that it's about? It's a bunch of kids in their early 20s. You know, I don't think they can hide it. No, stop. They, no. They, fourth straight year. Right, right. Fourth straight right. year with this. Fourth straight year. Third game of, the, of 2016. The cough up a 4 nothing lead to Winnipeg. Line A hat trick. They lose 5-4. 2017, home opener. They have a 5-1 lead over the New York Rangers. Second game of the season. Rangers tie at 5-5. Leafs ended up winning that. The carnival against Chicago last year in game three. The Leafs come back from down 2 nothing, And then Matthews scores to make it uh, 6-5. And he does the ear thing. Patrick Kane scores negative nine seconds later because Garrett Sparks was just that bad. And they ended up winning it in overtime. Whoa, whoa, but whoa. oh my god, my arteries. <laughs> Steve, was Garrett Sparks really that bad or did he not get his fair shake. There were some tweets last night. You know, <laughs> wishing for Garrett Sparks. Oh back. my god! The jury is no longer. What are you talking? Anybody about? Anybody sh- who tweeted about Garrett Sparks last night should have their Twitter account suspended. <laughs> I, you know, like, suspend it for a couple months. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you know, just That's take fair. it away. You're not allowed to use this anymore. Well, it's just so not even. It doesn't even matter. Right? No, this is not even matter. But anyway, they collapsed again mm. early season, and I remember from when the Leafs played the Red Wings uh, for that HBO. Uh, 24-7 thing when Babcock was still in the Red Wings mm-hmm. and he was barking at his team about hey body language right because they had just lost the game they lost a lot of games uh, during the filming of that and he goes hey body language 
Awful. Awful. A bunch of d- defeated, sad kids on the soccer field. It was worse like, than the Montreal Canadiens kid crying in the stands yeah. after, after the 4-1 goal. <laughs> yeah, they, it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Like, you guys... Get, dude, get over it. Get over yourselves. I don't know what you got to do. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty sensitive guy. I'm very emotional. I have a lot of emotions. But a few of you have seen this happen too many times. And there it is again. There it is again. Fourth straight year within the first three games. Traumatic defensive performance. Demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Demoral- you carry it with you the rest of the year It now. also looked like they ran out of gas, though. It was three games it in was, four, four you know nights. What? It wasn't even a close game until about five minutes left in the second period. Right, which is, but they even got out to a slow start. Like yeah, in your, yeah, uh, scoring, yeah. your your Columbus LFR, if you take that beginning, the beginning of the video, do you remember when, you're, when you go over how they get scored on within the first 15 seconds of every game, start every yeah. season? If you take that beginning part of your LFR and you put it into the front of this, this LFR, it's the, the same first, thing. And the first one. It's the same thing. And the first one. They have terrible starts to the game. And they seem to get down on themselves when times get tough. Like, yeah, and then mid-game, it seemed they just kind of slowed down. Yeah, Montreal like Don, came all the way back. Don Cherry's talking about like their lack of toughness, and they might win around, and that's why they're getting... They're not... It's not the 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 lack of physical toughness I'm worried about. Mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of... Jesus, dude. Like, start the game on time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and don't give up three straight goals. Now, let's look at the positives here. And there are many. Yeah? They have scored five goals on the best goalie in the world. Mm-hmm. Matthews had two of them. Matthews probably could have had four had he not snapped his stick. The Leafs were up four <laughs> one. Yeah. I know. I, I forgot that a... happened until this moment you yeah. said it. He might never get a hat trick again <laughs> because he in his first game is his only career hat trick. He had really? one in the preseason, but uh, two years ago or something. He hasn't had a hat trick. He since. hasn't had a hat trick since his four goal game. Yes, wow. and he ha- almost had the empty netter. Cut Brandstrom's face. Uh, luckily, he's okay. Oh, yeah. uh, there in the scary. first game of the season, his stick breaks in this one, <laughs> and somehow in a game where the Leafs were up four-one, they had a three-goal lead. Matthews, both goals he scored, game tying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he made it one-one, and he made it five-five. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Guy. Oh. Now, now, Carey Price. I say that with Carey Price, but he was outstanding in the final frames and those breakaways that he on Tavares and on Marner. Now the part, the the. The puck skipped over Marner's stick on the Marner yeah. break, yeah. but as Andrew Berkshire has pointed out to me online, didn't have much to shoot at anyway, nope. and and that's true. I mean, like, listen, he he, after I, I I don't even know. Do you even call Carey Price's start shaky? It didn't seem that way to me. It seemed like the Leafs were just being the Leafs. Yeah, it's weird to say a guy had a good performance when he saved like thirty shots and he yeah. let in five goals. Yeah, someone like, I think uh, he did. Kenry yeah. said it reminded him of Grant Fuhrer. Like he allowed the five, and then once it was tied, it was he was like it was unstoppable. Over. Right, yeah. Which mm, the the jury's still out there, but <laughs> in overtime he friends. was outstanding. And when the game when eh, it goes to the shootout, mm-hmm. no shot. <laughs> One thing I'm I, sorry, like Price versus Hutchison. I don't care how no, many millions of dollars worth of forwards, no shot. And if you're Montreal, <laughs> you're your not whole goal is to get through that damn overtime. Yep. Now there was a pretty. I thought that Tavares call was a pretty weak one. Uh, the slashing call in overtime. The one in oh, overtime? Yeah. I thought that was pretty weak. Wh- which was the... Uh, oh, was what, what Kerfoot on, on Weber was pretty terrible, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Weber, Weber drew that. And we- that's a smart Come play by now. Weber. Mm-hmm. Come on. He, like, Shea Weber's one of the heaviest guys in the league, and he fell over like he was a bag of potatoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Alex <laughs> Kerfoot. Yeah. yeah. From Alex... I think he didn't have to fall over. soaking wet Kerfoot. I'm yeah. pretty sure he'd be the smallest guy in this room. Yeah. Alex like, Kerfoot? Yeah. Kerfoot, yeah, 100%. for sure. He might even be the skinniest. Come on. 
Oh, he does, he's definitely, oh, definitely the skinniest. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, it was Jesse. But, but, <laughs> but you know what I do say about the Leafs is like, and, it, and if, if we were doing a Montreal Canadiens podcast, I would be thrilled. First oh my off, God. It's tomorrow, they look great. it's Saturday night. You'd be like, yeah, F you, man. But oh, also, Domi. Oh, Domi was right just... in the camera. Attaboy, Captain, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Clear as day. Yeah. Read the lips. Oh, it's it's got to be a great day to be a Habs fan. Oh, for sure. Oh. And I think. It, it, it makes me sick. We always make jokes about Max Domi wanting to be a Leaf. He sure loves playing in Toronto. Whether he wants to be a Leaf or not, he sure loves playing here. The Leafs, can the Leafs stop ruining gifable Austin Matthews moments? I know. Yes. Given the goal, the goal that was they, lost, they that lost that game. game. They lost the four goal game. He does the ear thing in Chicago. Friggin', they score two seconds later, and now this with Montreal. They lost that game. Yeah. Stop ruining great Austin Matthews moments. God. Um. Terrible. Do you not feel? Oh, that I we feel have a, a backup story, a backup goalie story development. Oh my god, who, dude, who do you get? Like so many. <laughs> I'm not, I, no, no, I'm not. I, see, this is. I'm not even jumping to that. Okay. I think the the the, the question tomorrow, beyond Kasperi Kapanen being either. the new William Nylander. Oh, no, yes. new Jake Gardner. New Nate Jake Gardner. That's ah, what that's what the good, Twitterverse is running good with. Good point. Wow. Yeah. It's always got to be someone, eh? Yeah. You yeah. have to dump on someone. In the preseason, people are like, I think mm, I think we're about to make it Alexander Kerfoot. And then he had a he's had a decent, <laughs> but why? But because it had to be someone. He's the guy on the team. That's it. It's uh, <laughs> like the Miley Cyrus episode, or no, the Britney Spears episode of friggin' um, South Park. It just, just has to be someone. Has to sacrifice, be. sacrifice. <laughs> and Kerfoot dove off the altar, and Kapanen was going too fast and accidentally slid onto it. Yeah. Can it be Nick Patan? And not because we don't like Nick Patan. No. Because Nick Patan's not going to play much. So no, he, he has like an Nick immunity Patan. idol. He, he can't go on the altar. And I can't see Spezza either, because if he doesn't play, the city burns oh, down. Let no. me hold off on that, because I want to get to that shit for the second straight episode. Doesn't it? It feels like we our last show was a month ago. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. So much Honestly. has happened. Now, Three games to, in four days. I hate to ask this question because it is too early, but do we have another backup storyline, backup Willie storyline development? Like, was, if you're, was yes, Hutchins, would Hutchinson's play last night passable? No. Really? It, it, wa- it was. It was. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, wow, that's actually a pretty good goalie performance. The They played uh, tight defense? Leafs had a really tight defense. There was nine or ten minutes there in the, I want to say the second, where the Habs didn't even have a shot on net, uh, which is pretty good. Hutchison made a few saves. Dude, uh, score effects are always a thing. Mm-hmm. They're always a thing. And the wait, team that's losing is going to get... For anybody that doesn't know what score effects are, contextualize that. Oh, it's just the team that's losing is going to start to give up more shots. And the team, or sorry, the team that's winning. Losing. Yeah, the team that's winning is going to start to give up more shots. The team that's losing is going to, it's going to tilt in their favor. And apparently it's true, like, across sport. Oh, yeah. If like, you're up 6 1, you're going to, the other team's going to have more shots than so the, point yeah. is the not team that's to, winning. You shouldn't take your foot off the guy. You should just continue attacking. Mm-hmm. Yep. So defense doesn't win championships. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and well, and so many times the team that's losing will start to cheat, and then all of a sudden they have this porous defense, and there's all these you can get around them and get an easy odd man rush. Uh, dude, everything went through Hutchison, and I know a penalty shot's a penalty shot. For crying out loud! Like he he had the 
I'll, I'll evoke Garrett Sparks' name. He had the Garrett Sparks <laughs> overcommitment on a thousand last night. On the penalty shot, like you said, he went to the glove side. He's like, oh, Petrie's going to shoot glove side, and he, he still beat him glove side. I know. It went under his glove, even though Hutchison was there ra- waiting for the glove side shot. It's, it's, it was weird. And there were two <laughs> times where the puck didn't go in, and you see the play going on around him. Other players have spotted the puck. They're going, like, they're, they're skirting around the net to go to it. He's sitting there going, I don't know where it is. It was at least two yeah. times. Well, that and last, the one, the fourth goal, I want to say, he had no idea. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Talking about the, no, fourth goal was a penalty shot goal. Okay, fifth goal? Uh, must have been. Because uh, it, it was, I think it was this, didn't Domi have two? Mm, Whoever scored the last I, goal, anyway, it was. No, I, 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 I haven't Deneau. watched the highlights. It's Philip Deneau, I think. I think it was Philip Deneau. I yeah. haven't watched the highlights. I can't do it. I can't. Anyway, I can't bring myself the, to do it. But <laughs> you uh, guys kept saying glove side there, and I kept thinking like mm, D two sounds like D two. Go blocker side. He's fancy. But here we are, third game of the season. We're talking about another backup. Are we though? Yeah. I know that's the conversation, but is it? Is Freddie's it in that they win that game. So we're talking Freddy's about the fact that they win most games. That's why they're yeah. yeah, great. The best goalie in the world. Well, one of them anyway. It wasn't a net they lost. There it Fair is. Enough. Well, uh, I have to say, I liked Hutchinson's performance until the Leafs stopped playing defense in front of him. And the, and the thing is, a guy like that, it seems like he's good until there's a lot of scrums. Like, sustained pressure. Doesn't now, Freddie's really with, good at yeah. a scrum. Like, yeah. in, where there's, you know, where it's, where it's chaotic. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, you can say that for anybody. But... Freddie does really well in chaos. Michael Hutchison does not mm-hmm. seem to. And it's funny, they seem to figure that out because they would apply lower pressure. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't kicking it out to the point. Like the Leafs kept using their point men, which was awesome to see. Like there's a lot there's a real confidence in the Muzzin and the Barry and and, and and obviously Morgan Riley. Those guys get the puck a lot when they're in the offensive. It's zone. Part of the reason the Habs uh power play I thought was sort of ineffective was they just kept throwing it over to Weber in the Ovechkin <laughs> slot and blasting it. No, Why, put, though? Put the puck on low and hope for a, re- a rebound in front, which you're likely to get. Because he, <laughs> his then rebound you got a control chance. was not good last night. Who? I would say that Hutchinson's rebound control was not good last no, night. No, no. Who's, who had the tweet last night and it was like, rumor is the Habs are still trying to feed Weber the puck? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that like this morning. It was very funny. <laughs> no, but then there was one that just whizzed right by yeah. like yeah. the top corner. I'm like, okay, well, he, I guess he still has that touch of God mm-hmm. in him, that crazy standing still slap shot that he's got. But uh, they lost. So, you know... On top of the Leafs losing last night, they were also disrespectful losers. Were they? Ah. Oh, what's this now? They were disrespectful <laughs> losers. Thank God I was hanging out with friends last night to, and staying on Twitter. To Jason Spezza. Oh, God. Because okay, okay, okay. Jason Spezza's first hockey night in Canada is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Oh, they were saying that about the third... Show him some respect and play him on his first hockey night in Canada at home in Toronto in front of his family, who I don't actually think were in attendance because he wasn't playing. Well, he hasn't played a home game yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's also been playing for 82 years, and yeah. I'm sure they've seen him they've play seen him hockey play. by this no, point. No, but it's with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they could have seen him play seven and a half to nine minutes. Uh, no. no, here's the thing. So Don Cherry goes on last night, Yeah. and and that's one of the first things he says. It's just disrespectful. He's like, you know, Babcock's a winner. We'll see how it works out for him. I think it'll work out just fine. Jason Spezza's a fourth liner. But Mike Babcock is doing something here, and he doesn't give a shit about the schedule. He's got five players, and he's given them ten games, five each, mm-hmm. to figure out who the ultimate three guys on the fourth line are going to be, I, and who's the depth. I'd like him to give more of a shit, but <laughs> yes, continue. Spezza is a part of that. 
And in that role that he's been playing in Dallas in the last few years, I hate to burst everyone's bubble because, listen, I love having Spets on the team. He hasn't been that good. He's been a drag on possession, and he's been terrible defensively. Here, let me let me give you his last one, two, three, four, five, six years. Kay. Okay, sixty-six points in seventy-five games. Wow, sixty-two points in eighty-two games. Great. Wow, sixty-three points in seventy-five games. Wow, fifty points in only sixty-eight games. That's okay. Good. Wow, mm. twenty-six points in seventy-eight, twenty-seven in seventy-six. The fall off was hard and fast. Yes. So get it out of your head that he is what he used to be. Because I think that's where some of it's coming from. I watched him play in the preseason, and I thought he absolutely deserved the fourth-line center role. But let's stop imagining Jason Spezza as the 60, 70, 80, 90-point guy that we remember He's from not. 2007. He's not. And, and let me just say this, too. For anybody that feels that Spezza's being disrespected, including I, Mike Commodore, who, by the way, can we do a quick sidebar? What is the history with Mike Commodore and Mike Babcock again? Babcock scratched him because he was at the end of his career and not good anymore. Like, and, and that's Commodore nothing like against that. Mike Commodore. That's what it was. Was Mike Commodore what ever that that good? He, he was good in Calgary. He would tell you he was. He won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, went it to was, the Stanley Cup final twice. I think he he well, went he to the final with the Flames, and I think he won it with the uh, Hurricanes. Whoa, Adam, that's he that's, wasn't. That's that's very like that's very uh, you know not everyone is born with the the God given talent of Austin Matthews. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. You know you got to respect yeah. the role players. <laughs> You're right, oh, I, and it's not that I don't, but it's like, dude, like how many years ago was that? Chill out. I guess it's just a bit on Instagram. Or, People or don't forget. Twitter. It's a bit on Twitter too. It's, it it's gives, a bit. It garners, yeah, him, yeah. it garners him attention. Yeah, and sure. it's, it's fun to hate on the Leafs. Let's be honest. But the it's um, really hard to do, eh? Oh, it's so, oh, so yeah. easy. Yeah. It's a shame. People should really capitalize on that because <laughs> no one does it. <laughs> People, know? so that's a really untapped market. People yeah. always say that fruit is hanging really high. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like way up uh, there. When do they win the cup again? But no, it's been a long time. With Spencer, they're talking about. There, Don Cherry was talking about veterans and talking about respect. Mm-hmm. Mm. And let me ask you this. No. Jason Spezza is a veteran. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what has Jason Spezza ever done for the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> he signed a contract. He signed a contract. Uh-huh. He showed up to training camp. He did, which is part of the contract. He put on his jersey. Part of the contract. Oh, is it his helmet? I, I hate yep. to have yep. been old. <laughs> yeah. Had and this experience. is nothing against Jason Spezza personally, who I sincerely hope works out here because it's so cool that he's Same. on the Leafs. Okay. However, the cup winning Jason goal. Spezza hasn't done shit but play seven and a half or eight minutes for the Leafs in one game. Mm-hmm. Why should Jason Spezza, brand new player to the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, be afforded any more respect than any other player? So wait, this Don Cherry said this? Yeah. And yes, he did. And this is the thing. Like, if this is John Tavares in six and a half years, and John Tavares' fall off is big, who knows? I hope it's not. But let's say John Tavares is coming down to the end of his contract, and Mike Babcock still is somehow this, the head coach, and John Tavares doesn't get to start in game X, and that's disrespectful. I can get with that, because John Tavares at that point will have been a Leafs for like seven years. Yeah. And he will have been the captain. Who knows if he still will be at that point, but he will have committed to this city and done great things in this city. Right? Right. Jason Spezza is brand fucking new. He hasn't done a thing for the Leaf sweater. And that's not to say he can't or he won't or that I don't want him to. But what respect does he deserve when he's never played here? Well, and we can't talk out of both sides of our mouth and criticize Mike Babcock for tie goes to the veteran 
and then get mad about this. Right. Do you want him to... I To me, it's more important that he ditch that mantra yes. than Spezza plays in the first two home games. And I think he has ditched that mantra because the veterans aren't as good anymore. No. <laughs> and you know what? If I was Mike and it was my decision, uh, I would have reversed it. I would have had Spezza play the, uh, the two home games mm-hmm. and uh, Shore would have played Columbus. But I'm not him. He seems to think it was odd to me that they went with a fourth line that had never played together in the preseason. I don't think Timoshov, Shore, Gote was ever a thing in the preseason. There were a lot of lines, so maybe I'm forgetting it. That was peculiar to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, dude, look at how they've played offensively the first two games. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super over it. That's not what I've had a problem with. No. And that's, I guess, the, the, the point I have here is that I think there's a lot of people making a lot about this stuff because mm. it's an easy thing. This is a media-driven thing. And these vanilla-ass takes on Jason Spezza? What is he, 36? This guy, listen, he's, he's done 37. great things. He's been yeah. to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's, he was a big part of Dallas when he showed up there. He was a big part of them for, what, four years? And, you know, in the last couple of years, veteran leader. You like a guy like that. You love the fact that he's from Toronto. There it is. But are Canadian. You, Jason Spets is from Magnitogorsk. We don't hear shit about exactly. this. Exactly. What? We don't hear a so, single so, thing about so this. So chill out with these stupid takes. Like, I saw so many. Like, I, I was embarrassed for some of the radio guys I saw last week. Like, sitting on their pulpit, going, I can't believe the disrespect for Jason Spezza. 26-point getter Jason Spezza. I was was surprised. And I didn't like that they didn't even announce him or any of the scratches. I didn't like that. But, uh... But when does Spezza become bigger than the fucking leaf on the chest? He's Jason Spezza! I I agree with you. It's possible. I think it's possible for me to be like, I wouldn't have done it that way. But also, I don't really care. Right. <laughs> can I, I mean? can I throw out my theory as to why I think Don Cherry goes to bat so hard for Jason Spezza? Yeah. And I think it's really simple. Uh, he drafted him for the Mississauga Ice Dogs when he owned uh, the team. Uh, this is his guy going back to 2001 when this kid was a teenager. And they had he lots said, of success. Hey, Toronto boy, come yeah. to Mississauga, play for the Ice Dogs at the Hershey Center. I'm the coach, I'm the GM, I'm the owner, I'm Don Cherry. And then now he sees him 20 plus years later getting scratched. And he's like, that's my guy. I'm going to go on national television and fight for him. But yeah, what he used to do for Mike Zigamanis a lot too. You'd hear him in, oh, oh my I bring God. up and, and And nothing against Mike Zigamanis. It was just, it was very weird. He and just, again, he the fourth guys. line center. He picks guys. <laughs> and I remember yeah. back then being like, uh, he's great at face-offs. I'm like, he's taken, I still remember the argument. I go, he's taken eight. He, I still remember <laughs> it. That's, I had to scream it that many times that I remember it like a decade later. Mike Zigamanis had taken eight face-offs. Right. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. And now I, he's on uh, the radio. Now he's on Sportsnet <laughs> Radio on the now, morning show with Scott McArthur and Ashley Docking. And he's also on the... Uh, Six to nine every he's also, morning. He's also on the nice. Marlies <laughs> broadcast, too, because I was watching the Marlies game. Timothy Lilligren had a and he's rumor shot yeah. from uh, Bracco. Nice. So I like Ziggy. looks good. I like Ziggy. Sure. But it's like... It's it, not about Ziggy. It's not about Spezza. No. Yeah. It's about the, sh- the circus surrounding this shit. And this is what I mean. I want Jason Spezza to succeed because I think it's cool as hell that he's playing for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that I... That Leaf fans loved to hate, especially after that last video came out. Leaf fans of a certain age. A grudging respect for because he was so 
fucking good against us. Yep. He was so scary good, yep. especially with him and Heatley teamed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Him, Heatley, and Alfredson oh. was the touch of death. So it's so like, cool that he's here. The, it was it was it was the 2007 version of the Legion of Doom. That was the 50, <laughs> 50 and 07, baby. Oh my god! When they hit the ice, Ooh. it was a bad day. <laughs> it yeah, was it a was. Bad day, it man. Was. Now um, it was interesting. I was watching, and I don't know a lot of people didn't catch this. So Mike Babcock did an interview with uh, Christine Simpson. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Who who we love? Yeah, who is, I missed so much. Chris Simpson last is night potentially the most positive person you could ever meet in your entire life. You want to talk about like someone who literally walks with an aura? This is that's Chris Simpson. I've heard her complain about something while smiling. Yeah, and <laughs> like, it's probably it was probably like, just... but you know, there's nothing you can do about it, so yeah, you might as well just no. be extremely happy. Like, what I are you am. gonna do? Right. And I'm just and like, you're not, right. It's not fake. That's mm-hmm. that's just really no, how she is. It's a hundred. Yes, that's who she is. Um, She's but, authentic. But uh, she did. Um, she was talking about she she was interviewing Mike Babcock, and it was a good little good little interview. And the way she got into the question about. Hey, you know, you might be on the hot seat this season. It was quite interesting. So I encourage you to go back and watch it. But, um, and that's with Sportsnet. But uh, one of the things that he said is, he said, you know, I couldn't conduct a press conference with a bunch of reporters if I read what they were saying about me because I'd probably treat them terribly. He even admits (laughs) that. He says I would probably hate them. But what he did say, and I thought thought that was a good quote. Mm -hmm. The better quote that no one said anything about is Mike Babcock admitted to having Twitter. What? Uh, he said, oh, I got four or five guys I follow on Twitter for news, and the hunting and fishing channel is 363 on Sirius XM. And I was like, wait a second. Four or five guys you follow on Twitter. Interesting. Steve Dangle. No. Let, let's run through the list. <laughs> Zero Steve, percent chance. Birch, because like, that's just con- sure. constant information. Yeah. Like, you can't not Dumb follow decision. Birch. Dumb decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, 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 uh, you guarantee Mike Babcock's like, that Birch guy doesn't tweet enough. <laughs> I, I need more. I need more. <laughs> you log uh, into Twitter and it's just Mike, it's Stephen Birch's orange picture all the so way. So we got three. Four is uh, SN Stats. SN Stats. Because you sure. can't oh, not follow right. SN Stats. Okay. And okay. then we need a fifth. Probably like the Leafs. Like Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) Miley Cyrus. Is Jimmy Fallon the Twitter common denominator? Does everyone basically follow Jimmy Fallon or at least see a Jimmy Fallon tweet a day? There it is. I see it. It used to be uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Do you remember when Ashton Kutcher was the like default follow on Twitter? And he had that fight with CNN about who could get to a million followers first. (laughs) It was a simpler time. That was a crazy time. Those were fun days. That was like Uh, 10 years ago now. Fifth guy's Mike Commodore. (laughs) Mike. <laughs> <laughs> or just spit in chicklets. I don't know. Mike. I don't know. I don't know which one. Yeah. Is Mike Connor on chicklets? Uh, I think he's just a recurring guest. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Okay. He'd be perfect. He's not a regular. He'd be though. perfect for that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if you were actually, if you were to get Commodore out in a bar. And, and actually get him to have a couple pints with you, which I don't imagine would be too hard. He seems like a guy that likes to have a mm-hmm. good time. Yes. If, if you could get him to admit whether or not this is a, a real hatred or if it's just like, nah. I found my thing. Right. Because he also created the pack your shit stuff, which is hilarious. Pack your shit is really good. I think it's real, but like, it's not that real. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, What do you think about it? Oh, screw that guy. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's have another drink. Yeah, okay. It developed because of something real, but it's turned into something else. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's on brand. 
He is right. our brand. It's either Babcock hate or pack your shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Are we getting to Cherry's other comment that everybody now is blew it up Leafs about? related or is this Mike Smith related? The oh, Leafs related oh, one. Please continue with the Leafs comment. Go ahead. When he said they're not tough enough to get to the second round. Oh, that one. he led oh. Coach's corner. Well, he did the bank pass, and then the second point was that the Leafs aren't tough enough. I sure hope freezing cold takes kept a. Uh, Kept a piece of that one for their Instagram account. He said the the toughness is what's going to keep them from winning the Stanley Cup. Right. What did you guys think of that? I hate reruns. <laughs> yeah. I Come mean, on, Don. Before like... it was before it was the fact that there were not enough Canadians on the team, not enough local kids, which I found like even members of my family repeating back to me. Like I remember when um, when they were like when they drafted Nylander and they had a few other guys and stuff, and and uh, they're like, yeah, they're, when the, when the turnaround was happening, right? But we were in the middle of it. Um, like not enough local guys. I'm like, well, they drafted Marner. Nah, they needed a big guy like Hannafin. And it was like, it was, so the the goalposts change, right? Yes. Marner's a local kid, mm-hmm. and it's but it's like, no, we want Noah Hannafin though. Is no where the hell is Noah Hannafin even come from? I want to say he's American. I think I'll he is. Could have Hannafin. Um, okay, I, I don't remember. Norwood, Massachusetts. Yep. There you go. Norwood, Mass. <laughs> so they so it goes from yeah, but they drafted Marner to no, they need a big man on defense. And then it's, you know, Matthews gets drafted and, and Don made a few veiled shots about that. Like Don Cherry has never, you never hear him say too much positive about Austin Matthews. Not that he doesn't feel positive, but you never hear him say like, hey, that Matthews kid sure plays like a Canadian. Like, except would be for, a compliment to Don? Except for saying that the uh, friggin' the thing was, a uh, the, the charges weren't a big deal oh. in the paper. I was like, oh. ooh. Oh, that was that was just like a Mad Libs of all the things I didn't want to read. <laughs> Ooh, he said what? Ooh, it was in the sun. Ooh, Joe Warmington. <laughs> Jesus, Don. Well, Don only reads one newspaper, and it's that one. No, he, so he reads zero newspapers. Right. The Toronto Sun is not a newspaper. Yeah, it's, it's a it, tabloid I mean, it's, magazine. It's a paper. You can use, yeah, it's, it's, fish, they it's use fish wrap. <laughs> yeah, it's on paper, that's on for paper. sure. It's fish wrap. No, I thought the hilarious comment last night was Don Cherry. Because he is Don Cherry being very bombastic about Calgary. Now, he never really rips Calgary that often. Um, and Lost I feel like some, five in the first round. Some people in Calgary are like, hey, that, that guy doesn't talk about us enough. It's always about the stupid Leafs, which uh-huh. is fair. But it also happens during Leaf games. And uh, he said, how could Calgary <laughs> give this guy up? This. this guy is one of the best. <laughs> Calgary's it's insane. Oh. And the guy's name is Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Who had an eight nine eight save percentage last year, and after last night is off to a blazing eight nine two. Now, dude. Now let me let me, just, let me throw this out there. The reason that Don Cherry and I'm just contextualizing this for anybody that didn't see it. Okay, so let me do that. The reason Don Cherry said that they are nuts to give up a guy like Mike Smith at thirty seven or thirty eight years old. Uh, he's he's up there. I think he's older than Jason Spezza. Like he was on the twenty ten gold medal winning team as the third goalie. Like he was the tax goalie. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Flower, wasn't it? No, Flower, I think, was 2014. Oh, look it up. Look it yeah, up. Look it 2010 Olympics? Yeah, I believe so. What's, what's the bet here? Mike Smith. Mike Smith was Third on the goal. 2010. Who are you saying? I think it was Flower. Flower. What, who loses? What happens? I don't know. Uh, Adam's got to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult. <laughs> the of yeah. I, think, I think that's not an option here, you but did, go ahead. Just Steve gets a one-up when it comes to our uh, podcast trivia, okay? All well, right. Get a one-up. Whatever. Okay. So, Jesse's looking it up. So he's going, Mike Smith. I take it if I needed it. This Ooh. great goaltender. Look at these <laughs> clips of Mike Smith handling the puck. 
Wow, he can make a great breakout pass. Wow, there's Mike Smith going into the corner. Kind of like my boy Gary Cheevers. He didn't actually say that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I would believe it if he said yeah, Gary Right, Cheevers. because that's what 70s goalies did. They handled the puck a lot more than they do now. Yeah, and you know what else What else they did? Like, smoked. Yes. <laughs> like, all other kinds things. of other... Sure. It's another The point I'm trying to make is that last night, after he was, and in Mark Spector's word, lauded as a puck-handling wizard, literally handed the Kings a pair of freebies, then battled into the dying seconds as the Kings pressed for an equalizer with the goalie pulled in two-man and, and James Neal. He isn't good. No. And if, the, if you go back and you watch the highlights, and I know you've been avoiding them because of the Leafs yeah. highlights, um, he literally hands the puck to Anze Kopitar. I, I saw the gif. Who is in the middle of the mm-hmm. fucking ice. Like, it's, it's not, he's not even in the offensive zone. It, so that I, made me laugh. I want to say it was uh, acting a fool him in. Like, you just had that chart. Uh, should I be handling the puck? Are you a <laughs> skater? Yes. Are you a goalie? No. <laughs> and, like, that was it. Like, uh, every now and then, it's a great play. Mm-hmm. And, like, they put together a compilation of uh, him, you know, helping to advance the puck. But for every time he does the... Like, what would you rather have? He advances the puck well three times, but for every three... It goes in the back of your net. Like, just breaking the puck out of your zone doesn't necessarily lead to a scoring chance. Right. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. But if it's a scoring chance against it, like, it's a lot... If a mistake happens, it's a lot closer to your net than theirs. Yes. Yeah, it's... Every now and then, he's, he's one of the most fascinating goalies still in the National Hockey League. He, he <laughs> handles the puck uh, completely differently from pretty much anyone else. He has this crazy ability to get three straight shutouts and then be the worst goaltender in the league for the rest of the month. He's fascinating. Did we bring? He up, also likes to fight. Did we bring <laughs> up that his save percentage is lower than it is last year? Yeah, no. it's an eight nine two. Eight nine two, and it was eight nine eight. I mean, well, it got, like, listen, <laughs> like, you, you one know. or two games in for him. Sure, but, but the thing is, is that like place for the undefeated Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> the Oilers Which, are undefeated, yeah. and thank God. Big David exists because he scored within the first minute. He's he is. I'm gonna stick to it, man. They're one or two players away from being great. He's he's a cheat and like half a goalie. He's yes, <laughs> they're a marginal improvement on either of Smith or Koskinen. Isn't that the well, most frustrating thing about the Oilers, though? It's that nope, it seems nope, nope. so simple to put together this good team. Nope, because you so can simple. go. If it was simple, they would have done it. <laughs> you Toronto cock or whatever. Your defense core is kind of set. <laughs> Like, your defense score is set. Your yeah. top three middle, if you tell them to play there, no. is McDavid, no. Dryside, Onuge, no. Yeah, no. and they, then they, just they, fill in some forward, uh, some wingers that are decent. But have you considered you're from Toronto and a piece of shit? <laughs> I, uh, no, you haven't. You I haven't, I haven't that taken into that into yeah. No. <laughs> with your bias. <laughs> there was a really nice setup with McDavid to dry, McDavid to Dryside on the Cassian. I don't believe it. Yeah. Hell of, and Neil had his first two of the season, too. The Oilers, mm-hmm. they looked... Defensively so porous. He needs five but more to match his total from last year. Yeah, he's getting yeah, there. right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird because yeah, their their offense has looked incredible and uh-huh. their defense has looked so shaky. And yet, you but, would say if you were to look at it on paper overall, I would say overall, except you know Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. balance wise, they're better on defense. You would think. Yeah, like they have some really great pieces. Clefbaum, Nurse, uh, uh, Bear is playing now. Like, there's some really good stuff coming up mm-hmm. for Edmonton, and I've just, I was, I was, <laughs> I was laughing 
after this game too while I was taking notes too because the um, the thing that stood out to me was the I think the argument on on air and online in Edmonton this week was about if do you start the better goalie or do you start the higher paid goalie mm-hmm. and <laughs> and that was in reference to Miko Miko Koskinen making more than Mike Smith and four point five versus two million. Right, he, he makes Mike Smith makes two million. He makes two million dollars at thirty-seven. Yeah, it costs yeah, him thirty-one, four point five. So, so they were arguing. You know, you could have Louis Mike Smith. For free. Mike Smith is oh. is the second goalie, but you know he and he doesn't make as much, but he should probably play more because he's better. That was the argument. Now it's one game, but I I, I think we have an entire season last year in Calgary to realize not only like Calgary finished first in its division. And he still had an eight nine eight. Yeah, but he was good in the playoffs. Okay, <laughs> he was. It was weird. They were so good. They were out in five games. You know why? I lack of toughness. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure lack of toughness. That's why <laughs> they were so good. They couldn't even win around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm coming from a, a team that only made it seven games. I'm just saying. You're coming from your Toronto piece of you're shit. Right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Is that what they're changing the uh, team name to? Toronto piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toronto, Toronto piece elite piece of shit. <laughs> what do people from Alberta think Toronto is like? I don't think everybody from Alberta. Thinks no, this I know right. I think that. It's a very small. I know percentage. that. It's got to be. It's, this has to be a tough listen for people from Alberta, but like, no, I think the ones that that know know, and then I think the ones that don't are won't ever, won't ever. You can't convince them otherwise. They'll never come here. They've never been. I here. get tweets, and I and I just I know I shouldn't dwell on them, but I look at them. I'm like, oh fuck, this person's going to work tomorrow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like everyone in the workplace has to deal with them, like in real life, and I just think of how awful that must be. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this person is just work, poisoning an entire community. Unless they're going to work with a bunch of people just like them. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Oh. Yeah, I, I it's there's a listen, things are rough in Alberta right now in, in in an economic sense and they have been for about 5 years. So, I can understand the anger. That's fine. Don't be mean to me. But yeah, but <laughs> I don't understand how that translates to hockey. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um listen. Uh, Calgary's got its 40th anniversary season, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Canucks and Flames. Flames won 2 nothing last night. Riddich, to me, is the story. Big save, Dave. 44 saves. He was real good. Mm-hmm. He was real good. He was real good. good. He they, earned that shadow. Canucks looked really good. They got into big penalty trouble. Yeah. Two for a while, I want to say, in the second period. Watched a little bit of the late game. I think, you know, it's funny. Jesse picking the Canucks to make the playoffs this year. I still mm-hmm. don't know if I believe that. But they are a hell of a lot more fun than they were even 18 months ago. Like, last year, they were a fun watch. Yep. But now it's like they're fun. Oh, and they could win too. Really strange power play setup. With, yeah. Like it, it, okay, we're so going to let Besser that. do everything. So explain, explain for anybody that hasn't seen it. How are they setting that up? Basically, like, it's like they didn't have a bumper, but they did. And they just had Besser's sort of attack from the high slot. And that was sort of the plan. Or are you thinking something else? No, no, that's what I'm... I, yeah. It was weird. Also, you know who I noticed was on the top power play? Unless I just caught them on a weird line change? Josh Levo. <laughs> of course. But I never saw him handle the puck, because Besser had it the whole time. Right. Barely right. even saw Pedersen with the puck, which seems like a bold strategy, Cotton. I, I forgot to mention this in the Leafs thing, just as a Philly fan. Oh, yeah, sure. How much let's, better? Let's, t- let's get off of the Western Canadian teams, Adam. No. And go back to the elitist... Toronto. Cock People. Twitter, whatever. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> they love that word. It's they their favorite word. word. Uh, it is a satisfying word to say, I think. It's the 
It's it's like, really like the it, F word ends like that. Like there's a. There's it's a funny feeling. to say when you don't mean it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. If you do mean it, you're a dipshit. Um, but uh, <laughs> dipshit's pretty good too. Uh, the uh, also asswipe. <laughs> I like that. Mrs. Dangles trying to bring bring back asswipe. Asswipe's good. <laughs> Ass clown's a good one. Um, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I don't know what that could possibly be. What is an ass clown? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> it's just clown. the word ass followed by how you feel so, about or, that or, person. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, the least imaginative insult that is prevalent today is fuckboy. It's just fuck Got followed it. by the person you're describing. Yeah, their gender. Yeah. I fuck, fuck that guy. boy. <laughs> no, it's just... I I dislike that boy. Yes, yeah. There's, you could easily yes, call them dislike boy. There's hate boy. Dislike boy. Shitty boy. Shitty boy. <laughs> like, it's just it's just a garbage insult to me. It li- it's completely lacking in creativity. But it gets right to the point. It does. It fuck does. Boy. There's something about it too that's like, ooh, I don't want to be a fuck boy. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> this is a tough listen to it, you I mean, kids. No, listen. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, what I did want to quickly mention, and we'll get to this later on in the year, I'm sure. But the Leafs power play second unit with mm-hmm. Barry and Nylander on it, wow, does that look much improved. Yeah, I still would like to see the top power play unit play more, but like when they send out the second one, I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. Right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> can I also aside the Leafs? Uh-huh. Um, what's with them playing so many games at the beginning of the season? Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers don't play their third game of the season until next Saturday. The Leafs hit three yesterday. Whoa. Oh my god. What the hell is with that? Well, and they're trying to offset it. This is the worst thing. They're offsetting it by having the Leafs play uh, at home for the majority of their game. Yeah. So they're just shredding through their available home schedule. That sucks. To start the season. Right. And then yeah. it's, it's just, you're going to be playing two, so much on the road. It's two years in a row. Yep. Remember last year they had like 60 games in January. Can, you, can they not put in a call to the league and go, hey, we're one of your big financial backers. Can you yeah. maybe lock up on the schedule? Just, just chill out. It's like the Leafs in New York and Boston. They can all probably make a call yeah. and go, hey, listen, we donate a lot of money to your cause. I'm sure there's a reason behind it all. And like there is a trade off, but yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I suppose you want to get it out of the way at the beginning of the season. Right. If you are going to play a lot of games, it better to have it at the beginning than the end. Especially if they're bad opponents and you beat up on them. And how many good. back-to-backs in October? Like four? A couple, three? yeah. Because you, you were running through the uh, the goalie back-to-backs just in case them. they want to switch them. In, in the LFR, and then, yeah, yeah you, there was like four of them. There, there were at least three. Yeah, in the one. first month? Yeah. yeah, so there's there was this one. There's one in... Cl- They've there's, already had one. There's yeah. one week where they have two back-to-backs in Which the same is, week. That's crazy. And they have what are a, they? What are they? Well, hold on. So they got sure. they got one. So it's so this week we're going into no back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. And Great. then the next week, on the 15th and 16th, they've got a Minnesota, and then the second night's the Capitals. Like, that, that was the one where I was arguing, like... That's where you start Freddy the second game? I think so. Yeah. No. I, I agree that you usually don't. You just want to get the... You want to guarantee You want to lock up the points, yeah. Then, and then here's, here's I'm not another, buying the... Here's another great yeah. back-to-back, guys. No, but you're surrendering points. They're not going to win that second game. You no, but you're that. getting... Yeah, you also don't know that. You're also getting the points on the first game. You, you play to win the game. You play to win the game. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim Moore, for that that amazing clip. I don't even know if Jim Moore is still with us, but God, that no, clip rules. Yeah, yeah, is he? Mind. Okay. No, go. <laughs> um, October 21st and 22nd, Columbus Blue Jackets. Hey, that's not a bad way to start the back-to-back. Again. Boston Bruins. <laughs> like, you're, you're just going to feed Hutchison to the freaking Lions in TD Garden, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a back-to-back with travel. They're both back-to-back and with, then, with and travel. Then, and then 
Oh, 20. my friggin' God. Like, and then again, Montreal on the back. This is what I'm trying to get to. What the hell? Montreal on a back-to-back again in three Saturdays. And okay. that's a home and away. It's like not even, yes. you're not even standing. It's, in, it's, it's in, in they're all home Montreal. and away. In a 12-game span. <laughs> no, sorry. Come in a 12-day span, the Leafs have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games Six of which are part of a home and away back to back, and and let's not forget California to Montreal. They're flying from San Jose to Montreal in the middle no, of the back to back. No, no, no. They're flying Toronto to oh, Montreal. Oh, Toronto to Montreal. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, that would be Lesson to whoever made this mistake in the Leafs front office: when the hag comes to your door and offers you a rose, take it. Holy cow, is that awful? I don't get that. Well, the reference is Beauty and the Beast. No, 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 the schedule. Oh, oh okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second deep reference that Steve's made in consecutive shows. A Disney film is not deep. <laughs> like, even the Boston game, just move it to the... Well, I don't know about the schedule and what's booked and whatever, but like... There has to be a reason it, for it. But yeah, the ACC must be packed in October. Your sorry, October's a nightmare. Oh, sorry, so the ACC. The Scotia. Damn yeah. okay. The SBA. Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> Scotiabank essentially paid for John Tavares. How dare you? It's <laughs> true. But... Uh, and like, Kawhi. And, and Kawhi. Oh, like, yeah. that is, that's a, other than a lot of the games are at home, that's that's a miserable schedule. And, like, I know this shouldn't factor in. And, like, I'm looking at the end of the month. Yeah. You got San Jose, Montreal. I would probably, well, San Jose is going to have shitty goaltending, too. Like, have, Martin Jones has been terrible. Uh, why not have Hutchison play that game at home and then give... I know this shouldn't factor too much into your strategy. Don't give Hockey Night in Canada Michael Hutchison. Well, they last year they did that with Sparks. Uh, they won't give him Jason Spezza. Why would they give him? Oh, Freddie you're Eddie right. Know? You got to give him what they want. You know, fourth line center back and goalie making the same thing. Like, yeah. No, but last year there was there was like just a sacrificial murder on national television. Of Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks just getting lit up. Just you know that part. In the Wizard of Oz, with the monkeys tear apart the scarecrow. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> Poor guy. Like on national TV. What you're wasting our Saturday night. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we don't want, we don't want to feed Hutchison to the Sharks because they'll respond with what shitty goaltending. <laughs> Neither of them stop pucks. That would be a great. He's gonna game. get a shutout. Like, it'd, you know, you know it'd be a game. It'd be nine seven. All right. I've, who would be shocked? So anyway. I'm just. I'm excited for the backlash about us complaining about the schedule. Oh, I'm really pumped for that. Okay. Let's okay, go. your team doesn't have four back-to-backs in October. Listen, Lindholm and am score for the Flames. It's a really good chat about the Flames and Canucks game. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> no, we nailed it. Oh, that's why? <laughs> yeah, I think, no, I think that's why we said it. Sorry, we nailed it. We're only uh, talking about teams from, like, elite cities. I'm, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw this before the game, but Mika Zabinajad in Ottawa takes a quick selfie before the fan before the game with a fan. Mm-hmm. Fans, little guy, like, he reminds me of what I used to be when I was a little kid, so excited, eight or nine years old, gets the selfie with him, and they go back to him later, because he had a puck that I believe had Zabina Jett as like Ottawa and New York on the puck, I think as well. Oh, okay. And uh, and they go back to him, and his dad's got his arm around him, and he's in tears because he's so excited that he got a selfie with. That's cute. Yeah. So cute. And then Zabina Jett goes out and scores three effing goals against his own team. Eight points. Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. <laughs> what a great start. <laughs> eight and points you know, in two games. And I have to tell you, 
Bushnevich, uh, Panarin, and Zabinajad together is absolutely terrifying. They're a fun team to watch. Terrifying. Fun team to watch. Uh, New Jersey, not quite the start that I uh, thought. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like those, the Metro Division is a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, the other heartbreak last night, and this game finished right around the time the uh, Leafs-Habs game finished. James Reimer picking up his first win with the Carolina Hurricanes off an OT winner from Jake Gardner. And Jake Gardner ripped down the wing, and and it was like a great shot, too. He looks okay. No kidding. He looks okay. Uh, and that was against the Capitals in their home opener. Kind of spoiled that for them. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. Must be hard. Um, <laughs> without Kuznetsov, I believe. I want to say that was their final game without him. I also enjoyed, I want to say, I enjoyed watching Sidney Crosby fight again. Yeah. Because of the run that, uh, what was it? Oh, God. Why, am I, why is my brain farting? Um, Your brain's farting in the same way that uh, Jim Rutherford probably shit himself. Because didn't he get Eric Branson for that very reason? Yes. Yes, So that did. that would never happen again. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. Like, so it's like a slap fight a little bit. But, Can you go to <laughs> HockeyFights.com and look up uh, Sidney Crosby's fight card? It's seven. I it's, know that. I know it's seven, but yeah. the, the guys he fights is—it's always that one. Yeah. Well, every it, time you're like that one. And at the end of it, it turned out to be just a wrestling match. But you could tell how strong Sidney Crosby is, especially in his legs. Oh because my god! Because he wrestled Pierre Luc Dubois to the ice. Much bigger he, Dubois too, I think. He did it with, like his legs were planted, and it wasn't until like the very last moment that he also went over too. If you go back and you watch just the body positioning. It's it's literally like his two legs are like two stilts in the ground, not moving. His whole upper body has moved Pierre-Luc Dubois, and then he falls down. And you go, okay, I can understand a little bit why he's so... Because he's not huge. You can't knock him off the puck. You cannot knock that hard. guy off the puck. And yeah. he just he just pulled the guy down. That was it. It's, it's, I thought that was amazing to watch, especially for a guy who has had the injuries he's had. And is has played the amount of hockey he's had. Like he's crazy. And dealt with the amount of shit that he's had. Oh yeah. Like Just, I know people say he whines, but man, he's, ta- he's, he's taking some lumps. He's not wrong in whining a lot of the time. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Do you want to run through the fights? Yes, please. So we have. We'll start uh, his first fight. Andrew Ference, oh, two thousand seven. Right. Wow. right. And Bruin, Andrew Ference at that point. I believe so. Um, was he flame? Oh, he was a flame. Too. No, let's see. Uh, he was a Bruin. Bruin. Boston Bruin. Uh, Brett McLean. Sure. The Florida Panthers at the time. <laughs> what? 2009, that was a fight. Every time he fights, you're like, him? Keith Ballard. Florida Panthers, again. I can't even remember that. Uh, Matt Zidlicky, same season. He had three fights. In, oh, Merrick Zidlicky, sorry. I was about to say what? Merrick Zidlicky. Um, he used to be season. so good in the NHL games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Niskanen or right Matt Niskanen. We? Matt, Matt Niskanen. Niskanen. Yeah, Dallas. when he was on the Stars. Yeah. Oh, before they were teammates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Claude Giroux. Yep. Twenty twelve. Probably playoffs. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky. That makes sense. <laughs> Twenty fifteen, and then Pierre Luc Dubois. So I would say his last three. I would. Oh yeah. Okay, those make sense. Dubois, Dubinsky, Giroux. The last three. And He's not afraid. It's not bad. Niskanen too. I, I mean, you shouldn't ought to be fighting with, you know, his injury history. But no, good, good mm-hmm. on him for at least right, standing up for himself. Being willing, Captain. standing up for himself. And, and I, <laughs> I, I'm confused by something because I didn't actually see the game fully last night. Someone's gonna go next Penguins game. Yeah, and it what won't be mean? him. Well, oh, someone's gonna fight, and it won't be Crosby. 
Oh, yeah, I think so. I think the message would have to be sent. Yeah, someone got screamed at. I'm positive of that. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the guy that should be fighting. No. Um, but also, he did start the fight, so I can't really... Yeah, I could get that mad. Um, so, funny enough, I'm chirping the sends, or the pens again about Goodbranson and Johnson because they're actually playing them together, mm-hmm. which is, to me, the entire reason you watch... If you're not a Penguins fan and you're like... My team's on, but the Penguins are playing good Branson and Johnson. I would I would turn off a Leafs game just to see that the, pairing. The pairing that Corsi forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so great. And what I was saying last night on Twitter, because I was just salt in the wound, was because I was so high and mighty on my horse, rode into town. I was like, look at look at this shit. And <laughs> Horse's I said, name, what's, Elite. What's hilarious is that after two straight Stanley Cups and then a second round exit, 18 months ago, neither of these players was a Penguin. And for some reason... They figured that both of these guys were going to be able to address whatever weaknesses they thought they had. Well, and it wasn't like how is that prior to them? It was Ryan Reeves. That's what started it all. Right. That's what. But right. he was a Penguin for a hot minute, and they and then they lost him to Vegas, or they traded him to Vegas. They traded him to Vegas. Remember, there was that Broussard deal that right. It was shenanigans, so they canceled it, and then they had to like rework it or something like that. It was weird. I've ne- they won back-to-back cups, and I know they had to do something, but they f- fucked with that roster oh, yeah. so immeasurably. It's unbelievable. It, it's unrecognizable. Other than, I guess, the biggest parts, which so is then good. So a minute 45 in, Jack Johnson scores. Nah. <laughs> and I got a bunch of heat yeah. from Vince oh, yeah. fans, and I'm like, I'm like, fair, fair. But they did take the goal back. Uh, the goal they gave ended it to up going to Patrick Hornquist. Yeah. But they, uh, Penguins fans blow up our mentions. But I, they're fun about it. Like oh, they, They're not happy about that pairing either. That's but the fun part about Penns fans. Every time Teddy Bluger does anything, <sighs> it even if there's a Leaf game on, it just writes off my mentions. Can I ask you a question? I can an- try answer it. Was the Teddy Bluger thing a thing that happened on our show? No. No. That was in a. Uh, that was in an LFR. I think he yeah. scored against the Leafs. Okay. Uh, and I just freaked out about it because I just I Teddy Bluger is just my it's such a great name it to is. say. So I screamed Teddy Bluger over and over again. And he sounds like Teddy Bluger sounds like an all American football player. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he? Oh yeah. And I looked it up and I'm and I go, Freddie Bluger from Riga, Latvia, like we all thought. <laughs> and is that where he's from? He's I, from Riga, Latvia, and his real name is He's like not a defensive lineman out of Auburn? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Teddy Bluger, Auburn University. <laughs> like, that's not, that's <laughs> not his thing. All right. he, he's standing next to that John Cena SNL thing where he did a science fair project on bananas. I, I have no idea. You've never seen that? It's a good one. a deep reference for today's <laughs> That one's deep. I watched that video before coming here today. That's well, why. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there what did go. Steve watch most recently? Find out <laughs> on, on every Steve Dangle podcast. Um, <laughs> no, and his real name's Chodor Splugers. Oh, that's his real name. Yeah, and he just changed it to Teddy Bluger because uh, stupid North oh. Americans, you're never going to get it right. I'm Teddy Bluger. He must that's have a watched, cool backstory. He yeah. must have watched a lot of Don Cherry because that's a Don Cherry-ass name right there. Teddy Mother- Bluger. Oh, it's Teddy Bluger. Teddy, Bluger. <laughs> Teddy Peckman and Teddy Bluger, my two favorite <laughs> Bruins or whoever. Uh, Black and yellow team. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay. So a few other, uh, a few other notes from around the NHL. Winnipeg's defense... Is an actual forest fire. <laughs> it's it's 
like worse than I would have thought. Like, and again, we knew it wasn't going to be great because we're used to being at, like, you know, Myers, Truba, <laughs> Bufflin, whoever else you want, you know. Josh Morrissey signed a wonderful yeah, deal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, like, it's Josh Morrissey and these guys now. Yeah. It's uh, not fun. And I mean, I I have a hard time criticizing the Jets too much because you don't count on your number one defenseman just to sort not, of yeah. walking away. Like, that's a mystery. And I I wonder what Frege knows because he's always talking about it. He makes it sound like he might not play again. Yes. Like, Dustin Bufflin's well, career just so it, done. It, what he said last night on headlines was... He's going to take some real time off. This will not end quickly. It must uh, be serious because he's walking away from fourteen more million dollars. Money, yeah, but that's a lot of money. But man. according to Elliot Friedman, he's made fifty million already. So he's he's looking at it, going, he's not the evidently Bufflin in his personal life, and I don't know anything personally about Dustin Bufflin other than the fact that apparently he's just like he likes to go fishing and hang out with his family. Like he's right. very very quiet. He's not living large. All that money's probably in a bank account somewhere. Uh, he probably drives a. Dodge Stratus. Uh, I'm a man. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. Yeah, that, Adam, that is like a, that's a prestige vehicle. Right, you're right. Um, I learned that. I don't know if there are any Dodge Stratuses left on the road. Anybody drive a Dodge Stratus? Did I'm anyone sure. buy Adam Subaru Baja? Yeah, I mean, that's in Calgary somewhere. His banana boat. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about Dustin Bufflin, and what, we'll get to, back to the Jets defense in a second. Mm-hmm. If you're Dustin Bufflin, and you might you you might lose a year here um, if you don't come back. Well, you will. What if he just takes the year off and comes back? Yeah, like doesn't retire. He's not. I, I don't know if he's getting paid. I don't know how that works. If he doesn't report, probably not. I don't think so. But it would be very interesting if he just sort of maybe he needs to heal. Like he had a rough. Year. I think he played thirty games last year. Odd concussion, question. ankle. Like not the easy. Concussion was bad. Um, odd question. So he had two years left on his deal. If he just sits this year, does that cancel a year or does it? No, I think he would still have to continue. I think this year would be gone. It's like a, it's, so it's not like a slide. I don't think so. No. And then I think that after this year, next year, he would still be obviously a, a Winnipeg Jet. Okay. Hmm. So he'd have it, the one year left. It'd be like uh Marshawn Lynch in the NFL when he played for the the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and they retired for that year, and then he came back with the Raiders. Yes. Because he just didn't want to play football for that year. <laughs> and, and, he sa- and he saved his body. Yeah. You know? I'm amazed that doesn't happen more often. You know? Yeah. yeah. I might. And, and it was interesting, because Alexi Yashin sat out a year, because he told the Senators, I want to make more money. And they said, well, you're under contract for two more years. And he said, no, I want to make more money. Yeah, but so some Russian, so, so have fun with that. So he sat for a year, went to, I guess, the Super League at the time. I don't think it would have been called the KHL. Yeah, yeah, Russian League. And then, they, and then that contract slid. So he came back and played a year for the Senators, and then they traded him to the Islands. And all the fans were welcomed him back with open sure arms. Sure did. He needed to play the whole year in Ottawa. Crazy. I, you know, How do you make a guy play out of spite? I know. Come on, They man. managed it. He played well. Dustin Bufflin... I respect what he's doing, but when you, what, what, if you're the Jets, what do you do? Because the thing is, you can't go and make a deal now because you're up against the cap if Bufflin's there. Y- you need an answer is what you need. Um, I so don't how know. long do you let Dustin Bufflin's decision hold up yours? <sighs> Boy, you know, if they were doing well, that buys you some time. But like, how, how have they done in the first few games? I know they've gotten just lit up in terms of... Uh, uh, defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've won despite the that. Winnipeg Jets are currently 
One and one. One and one. They've had so nine goals for, ten goals against. Okay. So you're averaging five goals against a game. <laughs> It's not very good. <laughs> not ideal. You're not, you're not going to win a lot doing that. <laughs> yeah. Even no. if you they, are the Jets with their high-powered offense. All right, they beat the uh, Devils 5-4. So, oh, know. that was the game where they came back from a 4-0 deficit. Yeah. The sec- second time the Jets have done that uh, within the last three or four years. Four years. But if you Crazy. know... Crazy. If, <laughs> if you know and the agent was... was because uh, I guess the the rumor earlier this week that 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 uh, the Buffalo definitely wasn't coming back, but the agent called Elliot Freeman and said, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, wait a second! This he's going to take his time with this." At what point, if you're the Jets, do you say like, "What? What's the date? Is it two weeks? Is it three weeks?" And then at that date, what happens? What do you I think? think you, I think you have to make. Well, they're probably going to have to move a, a, a first round pick to get a, a defenseman of consequence, right? If you're looking <laughs> for a big right right handed defenseman. Yeah, but if you need one that badly, you're probably not in a position to get rid of a first round pick. You know, yeah. you just you need guys. Like maybe you. Uh, well, it's possible you can make a bunch of depth moves and tinker. But if if I'm Winnipeg and Bufflin's not going to be here, uh, forget about next season. I'm looking for a long term guy. So you look for the first Jacob Truba you can find, and I mean Jacob Truba in the situation that he's not happy where he is. He right. wants to be somewhere else. You try to make a deal with that team. Mm-hmm. You know. This year, with the draft being what it is, I think if a team is sinking, they're not going to go out of their way to look for solutions. No, I don't and think so. they don't want to trade a first-round pick this year. If they stink, they might be like, well, I didn't mean to have it this way, but is it best Mc- draft in a few years. So yeah. It's uh, Eichel McDavid again. I, the, just, the tank this year might be you really tank and you bad. just tank yeah yeah Detroit Ottawa the, I don't think the Kings are going to do a I don't think Edmonton's thing. making a real effort besides the players I don't think Edmonton man and, and oh and the players are trying oh 100 percent I don't think Edmonton management's making a big mm-hmm. big stink about trying to improve that team and in fact we know we did find out this week that um, that uh, Ken Holland sat down with. Uh, Connor McDavid, and forgive me if I said this in the last episode. I think you uh, did. Yeah, I did. We talked about okay, this. So yeah. If, if McDavid it, is willing to play ball, great. Because they're basically saying, "Listen, we're not going to be great this season, right. but we got a bunch of cap space this off season. We can do some stuff with it." It's going to pre- be a two-year build. Yeah, prevents yeah. you from doing anything stupid. You probably get a really good player in mm-hmm. the process. Maybe even the first overall pick. Maybe even yet another generational. Can talent. you imagine? Oh my god! Um, if McDavid is on board. Then he really he might be the best captain in the league mm-hmm. that he's willing to do that. And yet not winner not winner of a Mark Messi award yet. No, he was the best captain in the league last year too. What not is, winner of the, the Mark youngest, Messi award. The youngest winner of the Messier award. I don't know. It's not an old award. When in it, sports, it can't be, you got to be over thirty. When in sports do we split up the MVP award? Man, when we do we have, when do we have? It already sort of is. When do we have? This is the best player by stats. Like, hey, this guy is the best guy at all the guys in the league. And then the other one, which is kind of what the MVP has been, which is the guy whose team is actually good, and he's the best player on the best team. And he's had this individual performance that's helped his team better. Like, to, to make it, it what it is today. <laughs> the boned without me award. Right. And we give that to Taylor Hall, and the best player award we give to Connor McDavid. Right. That would have solved so many issues a few years ago. Should should it not be two awards there? Um, I don't know. It already sort of is. Like with with the Hart and the Pearson, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like the player, I want to say people Hall, people don't value the Pearson like the Hart. No, they don't. But that's people's problem. 
<laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the players are telling you, listen, I think this guy's the best. Mm-hmm. That was the year McDavid won the Pearson, I and think then he did. Uh, I forget who won the Hart that year. Was that the same that Hall, was the year? Hall year? That was the Hall also, year. Also, I think yeah. that I think that the players opinion matters more I, I agree with you like I, it, it, sh- it shouldn't be the way it is also the Lester B. Pearson award is the only award named after a prime minister in, from Canada well, it's no it's named after Lindsay oh, it's, it's, Lindsay. Oh, it's right. named after the airport Ah, yeah, yes, not the guy. It's just the airport. Best it celebrates airport the airport. The, his city of the yeah. street. That's that's why the <laughs> if you've Billy ever Bishop in Toronto. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Billy Bishop Porter Airlines Award of Excellence. Uh, yes, will go to Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the actual MVP award. Yeah. McDavid, come get your award. Um, that's Free it. steam whistle there with this a, trophy. Mm. There is a, a a very bougie airport in Toronto called is the Bishop. It is my favorite. It's the best. Free it's cookies. very it's awesome. elite. Free cookies. Elitist. Um, okay. Here are the winners of the Mark Messi Award since 07 08. Well, actually, 06 07 was technically the first year. Chalios, Red Wings. Uh, probably and ancient. What's the description of this trophy? It is um, an award that recognizes. Win the cup six times. <laughs> award that recognizes an individual as a superior leader within their sport and a, uh, and a contributing member of society. It can't just be a great leader. Has to be a contributing member of society too. I don't know. Oh, so you got to do like volunteers I work. I don't really know if there's there's any proof of that. I think it's more the first than the second, to be honest with you. Because uh, I yeah, anyway. I don't know. The award is given by a player selected by Hall of Fame center Mark Messier. Oh, it's his award. He selects it. Wait, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know this. <laughs> wow. Wait, we're breaking news here. Where are you reading? This? <laughs> uh, Wikipedia. Okay. The award that would be really funny if it was fake. The award is given to a player. Can we can we check this? Can we cross reference this with I'll NHL. look up on NHL.com. I'm gonna yeah. read That's this a again. great fake if it's fake. The award is given to a player of <laughs> by Hockey Hall of Fame center Mark Messier. Given to a player. Doesn't mean selected. The award is given to a player selected by Hockey Hall of Fame center Mark Messier. Yes, it does. To honor an individual who leads a by a positive example through on-ice performance, motivation of team members, and a dedication to community activities and charitable causes. Is there a, like a reference you can click on there? There is not. So that might... Mm. Eh. It's it like, was... owner of the Habs! <laughs> or owner of the oh, Leafs, here Matt you go. Here you go. From NHL.com. So, the Mark Messier Award... The Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award has been around since 06-07. It is given to the player who exemplifies great leadership qualities to his team on and off the ice during the regular season. Suggestions for nominees are solicited from fans, clubs, and NHL personnel. But the selection of the three finalists and the ultimate winner is made by Messier, oh a God. member of the Hockey Hall of Fame wow. and one of the finest leaders in NHL history. Wow. The six-time Stanley Cup champion, champion is one of three players to have been given captain of three teams and is the only player in NHL hip- history to be captain of two teams that won the Stanley Cup. No player has won the award more than once. Okay, so cheering you're... cheering for this league is so agony. That is really it's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's nothing but pain. They gave a guy an award and said, hey, just go pick a guy. Holy... Yeah, Gretzky doesn't have one? Weird. Okay, so here's here's what I got. Yeah, well, they won one without him, so... So Chelios got it the first year in 06-07. Sundin with the Leafs got it in 07-08. You're damn right. Never mind. This is a great award. Jerome McGinley. There you go. The next year, 08-09, I believe. Was that the... Is that the... No, that wasn't. That oh, was it like, wasn't. Yeah, uh, no. Sidney Crosby, I believe, in 09-10 when they won the cup. Did they win the cup that year, or was that the year? No, before? that was the year after. The year after. Okay. Zidane Charo when Boston won the cup. 
Mm-hmm. Shane Doan with the Coyotes when I think they went to the conference, conference finals. Final. Oh my oh. god! Um, Is this just the player version of the Coach of the Year? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, whoa. <laughs> they, well, whoa! You surprised us because the Leafs did not make the playoffs that year. <laughs> yeah, you did better than we thought. Except, sorry, Matts. <laughs> Daniel Alfredson, uh, 2012-2013 with Senators. Was that his last year? Um, Dustin Brown with the Kings in 2013-2014. They won, and he was the captain. Mm-hmm. Tays and the Blackhawks, uh, 2014-15. They won. Weber Predators, 15-16. Was that their cup run year? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah, was it? Yes, it was. 16, was it 16-17? Yeah. What year did we go to Nashville? Oh, you're right. Sorry, I'm thinking of San Jose. My bad. It was the year before. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. That No, that year was Nick Foligno, 16-17 of the Blue Jackets. All right. Followed even more strangely by Derek Engelin of the Vegas Golden Knights. Because they went to the the final, they went to the Stanley Cup final, way better than anyone expected. The first guy, the first non-captain to win a captain's award, he wasn't the captain. And Wayne Simmons of the Flyers and Predators won it last year. I guess it's not a captain's (laughs) award; it's just the leadership award. Because, uh, yeah, what? The guy who changed teams won it. If you want to check, it says Wayne Simmons there. What? I li- I like Wayne Simmons a lot. I love Wayne Simmons. Scarborough maybe, represents, but he maybe had great leadership last year. We don't know. I'm laughing at Steve's reaction to this because they what? Just there's a video too on this the NHL. This is what happens website. when you let some guy, I don't care who he is. Pick one award. He, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but Steve looks like the dad in it with just the eyebrows, and there was no eye. <laughs> He's now. I know he does a lot in the community, he does. and he's wearing. I see he's wearing a. I think that's the Ed Snyder Foundation uh, jersey yeah, in the video. Yeah. So they do like a montage. This is a montage. <sighs> Wayne Simmons had a montage. That's him winning the award. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you looked at me it was very funny. Well, he wasn't a captain, and he played on two teams. Now Messier is just going off the board. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it, I picked the guy who wasn't even a captain. Next year, the guy wasn't even on the same team the whole time. <laughs> Nowhere does it say that it's a captain's award. It doesn't. It's, it's a, a leadership, leadership award. award. Okay, but like, <laughs> but it probably should be like, the guy who's on two teams. I don't know how you can lead a team if you're just on it for two months. <laughs> I don't know. Like, isn't there already an award for like? Um, the Masters. What, what you do in the community? No, isn't that no? That's isn't the, the King like, Clancy? I'll look it up. One second. I thought that's what Masters that was. Is like perseverance. Com- yeah, Masters. Right, right. Yes, which he could have also won. He had some gruesome injuries last year. But Clancy, I want to say, is like what you do in the community. I think I want to say Cujo won it once. Uh, I'm not sure when he was robbed of a Vesna. He should have won that one year. He was. He it was, was a in, joke that he didn't win. Freddie Anderson is in danger of. Cujo territory. Well, just always being in the conversation, but never actually winning it. Never even being nominated in the top three. Like, Freddie's not... (laughs) Yeah, it's true. He needs to... Like, what the hell does he have to do? He's got to beat, you know, it. he's got to beat all but two guys, at least. Uh, The King Clancy Award, awarded to the player or players who best exemplify leadership qualities on and off the ice and have made noteworthy humanitarian contributions in their community. 
blah, blah, blah. So basically, the Mark Messier Leadership <laughs> Award is the King Clancy Award. Only, exactly. only Mark Messier is alive to select someone. Okay, <laughs> our next award is the King Clancy, followed by King Clancy except a name of a person you recognize. <laughs> That's the it's exact literally same award. the exact same award, except one guy gets to do it. <laughs> this award is the King Clancy. Okay, our next award is King Clancy, but bald. <laughs> hey, like, I don't see King Clancy on any stamps. Yeah, right? That's right. That's Where's right. this Cookie Stanley cup he's yeah, holding above yeah, his exactly. head? Yeah, <laughs> yes. You, you, this trophy you don't hold above your head. King Clancy, you go, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And you hold it up. This league sucks. <laughs> what the hell? Oh Why did they do this? Why did he give it to a guy who played on two teams? You should have got the Clancy. Who got the Clancy? Jason Zucker. <laughs> because of what? Been traded? Why did Jason no. Zucker uh, get it? No, he began like, a fundraising campaign for the Zucker family suite and broadcast oh, studio at the University of Minnesota. Great. Fair. Uh, they started the project with a 160k donation, and then they raised over 1.2 million in less than 12 months. Wow. It was great for the community. That's amazing. Yeah. Did not yeah. know that. That's hundred thousand dollars a month. So I guess this is like more uh, outside of hockey, and then the other one is in uh, hockey I, I leadership. I have a question. I have a question. Question. The question. Would it be possible to keep both awards? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with recognizing more have, have community both, stuff. No, sure. But have one be the community award and one be the leadership award. I thought they had that handled. Like, if they're not a leadership they... on ice award and then a leadership in the community award, why can't there just be separation of church and state? What if you just got rid of the Messier award? <laughs> but, it's, it's odd silly. that Mark Messier is picking that. Like, <laughs> yeah. do they go to him and say, Mark, we'd like to name an award after you, only if you let me pick it? <laughs> or did they go to him and say, no, nah, you know what, we're going to let you pick it? Because that Also, can I, am I... Safe in assuming that he does none of the picking, because it says. No, he I had thought that because it I says with did. input from fans and NHL personnel. Somebody does just, anyone vote on that? Does, does somebody just hand them that? a list and be like, "Hey, Messier, this is the guy who's going to win this yeah, year," he and he's like, "Nah, I did it." You know, <laughs> probably. I, I I don't know of any fans. Are you a fan <laughs> right now? Leave a comment. Who has actually voted on the Mark Messier <laughs> Leadership Award? And if you are, do you know how? Do, uh, is it my? Is my? It, it's on your camera. Yeah. Tell me. How do I vote for the Mark Messier Leadership Award? We gotta I want write... you to tell me how to vote for the Mark Messier Leadership Award because I really don't know what web portal I need to go to. And I'm sure there's got to be at least one person who's done it. Otherwise, it doesn't exist because if I nope. can't find it with STP listeners, it literally does not exist. Everybody, we are writing in Jason Spezza this year. Oh, Jason Spezza is winning yes. the Mark Messier Award for kids who can't read good or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> whatever the hell. Yo, Spezza, Spezza for mess. Uh, Metza, Metza. Spezier. Spezier. Spezza but bald. I don't know. I don't we'll figure know. it out. We'll figure it out. It'll be a nice hashtag. We'll figure something out. This, I just, that's just a little weird. Uh, yeah. You have two awards that are okay. the same thing. What other, is there another league, and here's another one for STP listeners, <clears throat> okay? Is there another league that allows a Hall of Famer, player with six championships, like Messier, not take a thing away from his career, second best player probably all time. Yes, I'm including Gordy Howe in that. Messier, probably better. There, I said it. Sure. Howe just played longer. Sure. I want to ask you, and there's going to be so many Detroit fans who hate me for that. 
Yeah, that's a tough take. I don't care. That's a good take. Maybe, no, you know what? Third best, Bobby Orr. Second best. Okay. Please. Fourth best, Mario Lemieux. Okay. Adam. Fourth best player all time. <laughs> My what is point happening? in this that I'm trying to make here. <laughs> is there any other league that allows a player who's the at least the fourth best player of all time, maybe top ten, select an award essentially on their own, maybe with some fan input? Is there another? I can't think of one in baseball. I don't know if there's many awards in baseball. Do they have a big award? Yeah, they got tons of awards. Yeah. But they don't do like a ceremony, right? They got the gold gloves and they got all that. What's yeah. the gold glove based on? I've never known it's that. Your, yeah, gold gloves is your defensive play. Yeah, but they're just like, yeah, you cut balls. No, well, it's no, your percentage, no. It's, right? It's like a guy who doesn't have a lot of errors. Uh, they a good actually base that on stats, though, don't they? Like, you win it. You have to win it by winning it. No, 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 no. That's oh. not a stats award. Oh, That's a voted on guys award. Steve Dangle yeah. podcast. They have a they have a couple that are just like batting average champion. That's home a, run like, champion. Yeah, home yeah. run, most home runs in the season. That sort of thing. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, the guys on the show one. ask the most questions. Yeah. Um, the NBA awards. Fun fact: they don't have like they're they'll um, be branded. So it'll be like the Kia NBA Most Valuable Player. Oh yeah, the, the Mark Kia award, um, uh, Six Man of the Year. You know, the Mark Messi Award has a has. A oh, does it? Yeah, cold FX. <laughs> You're kidding. It's sponsored by Cold FX. Still? It well it was. Are you serious? It was. It's it was first awarded during the 0607 season and is sponsored and sponsored by Cold FX. So it may not be anymore, but it was at one point. The <laughs> Cold FX Mark Messier Leadership Award for Leading Good. Voted by Mark by Messier. Messier. For kids who can't read well. <laughs> <laughs> Mark cuts. Messier can read fine. Anyway, I... Uh, yeah, reads his name six so times like in the Stanley Cup. So that's something I would like to know. I would really like to know if there's any other league that allows a single player to have that much input on one award. And if there isn't, what w- there needs to be an expose about how the hell this happened <laughs> and how nobody talked about it. Anyway, uh, Patrick Marlowe's camp is confident he'll return to the NHL this year. This came out of headlines last night, and it's interesting. Patrick Marlowe could have been a Carolina Hurricane and could have made $6 million mm-hmm. doing it. But it's not really $6 million. He made most of his money with the Leafs and the signing bonuses and all that. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be on the West Coast. He was focused on San Jose, and they told him in July they're going a different direction. I know that the other name that was always thrown out there was the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. And also the LA Kings. There was oh, a that's bit. interesting. Yeah. So if you're Patrick Marlowe, or if you're... He's going to have to take league men I'm, no matter he, where he goes. For sure. What I'm asking is or not somewhere. necessarily if he would take league men because he would have to. Especially because teams are now up against the cap. Or a million max. Yeah. The my question is, is this story agents being agents? What do you mean? Well, it says like Marlowe's camp's confident he'll return to the NHL this year. It just struck me as, oh, that's the agents making a call and going, Hey, still here. Yeah, it could be. Still available. Because headlines, believe it or not, you'd be surprised by this. A lot of GMs watch it. A lot of GMs watch it. Because it matters also, what those guys have to say. Also, it's the Toronto game. Right. Right? So it's relevant news to... Leaf fans. The, you know... Well, sorry. Toronto-Montreal game. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the bit of... If he played for the Canadians, it would have been a relevant Montreal story. Yes. Right? Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. So it, it was relevant news. The audience is tapped in, and it's actual news. Right. So this is... My question is... Is that an agent going, banging the drum a little bit and going, hey, he's still here? Probably. Or maybe he's hearing from GMs that they're interested 
and they're kicking tires. And, and hey, yeah, no, we but would love would, to sign a guy like Patrick Marlowe, but he won't. Why would they say that if the GMs were interested? If GMs are interested, do they have to say, hey, look at us? And I'm not saying Patrick Marlowe no, is I ever think... the guy to do that. If GMs are interested in Patrick Marlowe, then they don't need to say that. Yeah. Hey, you want to play in the NHL this year? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, we're the Dallas Stars, and we want you to play with us. Ah. Right. Not what I had in mind. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that's the case. Interesting. And well, I, I picked Dallas out of a hat. I still think he'd be a valuable guy to have. I just think you have to play him in a role that's suited to where he's at. It's got to be in the fourth line. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who was the... Nashville Predators player who just sat out the first six months of the year. Mike Fisher. Mike Fisher. What if Patrick Marlowe's just like, hey, I'm going to do like Mike Fisher and sit out till January and I'm going to have fresh legs. And return to the Leafs. If, if the Jets <laughs> probably were not, not the Leafs. Probably not. If the Jets were not completely fucked by what's happening with the Dustin Bufflin stuff. And then again, not screwed up by Dustin Bufflin, but the situation, they were planning on him being there. It's just terrible. It's there's just no, way, really there's no way around it. There's, yeah. there's no way around it. The situation is not great for the Jets. If they weren't completely held up by that, if their defense was okay, passable, still going to be well in the playoff picture, which it still might be, they could say, you know what? Why don't you fi- wait a few months, stay t- mm-hmm. and then be fresh in January? So we got big, buff, clean, and healthy and happy, and no injuries, no nagging injuries by the playoffs. That's a great. That's a great strategy. What for if? Them. What if you're short, <coughs> short on draft picks, and cap room, and et cetera, et cetera, and you just want Patrick Marleau for free? You could maybe do that. Yeah. yeah. But you just cut a side deal. You say, hey, we'll sign you in February. Sit at home. Stay fit. Skate with us. And, yeah. Skate with us. <laughs> nothing against it. We'll sign you. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing against the rules about skating with the team. All right. Totally. And the more, the deeper you get into the season, the more chances you would have to sign because your cap opens up a little bit the way the math works. It's yeah. odd. It's weird. But yeah. it's like, there's like a. And you sign for like league men. Your cap impact, I don't know, like 300 grand or yeah. something, yeah. like if yeah, that. Oh, yeah, because it's even it's a percentage of the year. Yeah, it's, right? it's like two, 200 grand. Right. Prorated, like I think they call Pro-rated. it. Pro-rated. Pro-rated. there you go. That's weird guys who speak good. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I just wondered about the Patrick Marlowe thing. I was like, is that a Patrick Marlowe's camp's going, hey, we're still here. All right. You're looking for depth. Could be. Or is it, is, or do they, because I just don't see as an agent why you would allow that story to go out if you're close to signing with someone. Well, it's also... Like transaction stuff, sure. Like it's sort of gone away. There's the there's the big summer stuff. Then you get into you know you, this team maybe needs to make a small trade. Then you get into all the heavy waiver wire stuff. And it's all sort of dried up. So okay, what's left? What's going on? Hey, Patrick Marlowe doesn't have a team. Ah, fair enough. And me, the viewer, I remember Patrick Marlowe. Why isn't he on the team anymore? Hall of Famer. Or wh- wh- where's he going? What's he doing? Yeah, should be Hall of Famer. Where do you even get traded to? Josh Hosang demanded a trade. Finally. I, I, I think that's like a couple seasons too late for him. Uh, uh, yeah. He demanded a trade, and the Isles did tell him not to report to Bridgeport for a few days as they tried to figure one out. They couldn't figure one out. You demand a trade from Lou Lamorello, he will find you one. Yes. Well, he We hasn't. know that from Toronto. And Bridgeport, he will now report to Bridgeport, mm-hmm. where he played last year. And from what I understand, not great. Like he wasn't, it wasn't that he couldn't play well, but there was some real bumps at the beginning of the season. He ended up with 43 points, but only eight goals. Uh, and I think the, the knock against him for a long time has been the guy just will not shoot. He's got a great shot, but just will not shoot. The Islanders had a really good record with him. Uh, but that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that could be the product of so many things. Hey, you had a Vesna nominee goalie. Could be that. Yep. Uh, no, he... You is know he what? actually good, or is he just a guy that had great pre-draft 
scouting and looked good and is not. He's got crazy skill. Crazy skill. Um, I think what's been holding them back is a lot of people don't really like him. And I remember, I want to say it was like the World Junior team that he was snubbed from. Like he wasn't even invited to camp, which given his skill set was outrageous. Like he went later in the first round than he should have. Sort of like Ryan Merkley. A little I bit. was going to bring him up. And you know who you haven't heard a single effing thing from? Ryan Merkley. Ryan Merkley. Oh, except he was traded, I think, in the O. To the London Knights. <laughs> because they're gearing up again. They just, it's probably, the, it's just the scouting and their they're rank such, rats. They're amazing There scouts. are no other factors. There couldn't be. They're just really smart. Right. Couldn't be another factor. Don't you dare imply that there's another factor. There how, how could you? I don't know how you could. I Knowing don't. the facts that Me are neither. out there. Which are that they're great scouting. Yes. Anyway, uh, Josh Hosang. Uh Oh, yeah. So, sorry. So, he got snubbed from the Team Canada camp. And I was one of many people who were like, that's outrageous. What the hell? He's got all the skill. What's going on here? Uh, and then some someone very knowledgeable slid in my DMs and went, this ain't the guy. Huh. Like this. Now, this he ain't... was 16 at the time. No, no. He was like 19, 20. This was after he was drafted. Okay. So, and you know, people change. People change. People like mature. Now. Stuff like that. But problems see to follow him around. Yeah. And well, you know, and, you know it, ho- hockey's so boring in a lot of ways. Because like when he said, well, the Islanders had a really good record with me in the lineup. He was right. It's a great, it's a great line. Mm-hmm. It's confidence. There's no lie in it. But I don't think... I don't think him and Lou Lamorello are a very good fit. So maybe he'll get traded and be awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If he's a guy. A lot, lot of Robbie Shrimp. Yeah. There. You know what Robbie I mean? Shrimp. And I don't. He was I, a high pick, I think. I hesitate to to put anybody in this category because you just don't know, unless you've heard a story directly from like somebody. I I don't know that he's a problem. Right. I hear that it's a problem. I've I've been hearing that it's a problem. Never I don't know him. what it is. Never I've never met him. him. I don't know anything don't know about him personally. But I wonder with Josh Hosang, is this a guy where you go, what are you still doing here? Why don't you go to the KHL for a couple of years, light it up, not make a not make a noise, and then have somebody come back and go, okay, we really need you now. Because Radulov was big talent. Radulov's mm-hmm. Russian. I think it's a better life for him if he's playing in the AHL here in North America really? as a North yeah. American kid. He can make kid. a lot yeah. more money in the KHL. I think he's the sort of guy, I think, who would go to the KHL and not come back. It's rare to do what Nick Shore did. Yeah. Nick Shore went to the KHL like for a snack. Nick Shore had just one. There's another Mark Messier reference for you. He had just one. Um, it's rare that that happens. That they don't get lured into saying, you because know, in Europe for a while. Right. Yep. Um, it's rare that they're able to make an NHL team. An NHL team goes, oh yes, you're good enough. And people forget about you when you go over there. It's easier to notice a guy if he's on the same continent as you. When was the last time you heard anything about Nail Yakupov? That guy's gone. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm pretty sure he's been fine, but he's gone. Who was the guy that he's not coming back? Who was that guy that Vegas had for like three games and then he went back? Oh, Oh, the defenseman, uh, Vadim Shipachov. Yeah, no, he's a center. No, 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 Nick Robertson. Nick, that's Nikita Robertson, (laughs) who's been (laughs) bananas good. Um, oh, yeah? He's, oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, he's we'll, been good. We'll get to him later. Because they're, they're playing today, so I need yeah. to look oh, at nice that. Um, 
Uh, but you have to hate those guys, right? Even though they're the Peterborough Pete's. Yeah, because you're a Gens fan. Yeah, I yeah I can't imagine the Gens are too happy with me being friendly with the <laughs> you, Peterborough. Pete's. You don't have any ties to the team <laughs> except you live in the same city. What a strange arena, by the way. Have you have either of you I've ever not seen been a to game. the no. Peterborough one? Yeah. No, no. It's, it's my first time ever in there. There's like barely any seating on like three sides of the ice, and then okay. it's just really high up. We should go and tall. It's like it's yeah. like. Yeah. It reminded me of like Patadri Stadium in Aberdeen, Scotland for soccer, where the vast majority of the seating was just on one of the four sides of the field. Interesting. Okay. It was behind one of the nets. It was bizarre. And apparently 10 years ago or something like that, it was bench seating. Like it wasn't seats. They used to have the craziest thing. They need a new arena. Watching, (laughs) uh, watching, um, just as a total aside, watching documents on how hooliganism developed in in, in, in English football. You know why? You know why there's Adam Wilde reference here. There's no one they, like Adam Wilde. They stood. <laughs> they stood. So they'd have standing bars. There was no sitting. So you think about it, you're drinking and you're standing. When you drink and you sit, you slow down. When you're drinking and you're standing and you're moving, you're up, you're up, you're up. No wonder people fought. <laughs> like are you kidding me? Oh I'm bumping into each other and knocking hey you knocked over yeah. my drink and yeah. Like, there was just a, they just put concrete and a bar in front of you. Lean against that bar, drink your pint. Just put a trough trough full of alcohol. It's crazy. All right, have fun. Oh, and I bet bet there wasn't a whole lot of, like, ID checking and stuff back then. It was the 70s. And the UK. And the the UK, which is still like the 70s (laughs) in that regard. Uh, Anyway, yeah, no, I just, Josh was saying such a weird one because, like, all the advanced stats models love the guy. And. Uh, for, he I has mean, NHL talent. It's what's not, what isn't, what is it there? What isn't there? What is there? I'm going to throw, like, let's, how does, let's throw bets out there. So Lou Lamorello, uh, to his credit, when players ask for trades, he trades them. He did that with the Leafs. Peter Holland, Frank Corrado, found them teams. Where is he going? Man, to me, it would sure look good to see him on in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. There's one. I think that would make a lot of sense. What do you got? Did everybody not have the opportunity waivers. to just take waivers. them on so waivers? waivers? Yeah, Edmonton had the opportunity to take a ton of people and put a bunch of their own people on waivers. They didn't do it. Right. So I, I think it's going to be... Mm, you think it's going to be... Maybe it's a pick plus my pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Like every program's got a pain. one guy who... Or, or like right. a project. Not necessarily a pain in the ass, but like a, a guy who... You know what? We tried. There's something there, but we can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? or they just need a change of scenery. Montreal makes a lot of sense because they 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 despite what you saw last night have mm-hmm. trouble finishing. Charles Houdon? Yeah, maybe. For I just or... I look at the waiver situation and I think maybe there's just not a market for him because anybody could have had him for free. Maybe or so how how do they trade a guy if he was just like here you go? Two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. Oh, we kind of got to give guys away either. Like when he was put on waivers, every team had a bunch of guys on waivers because they couldn't accommodate them. Yeah, that's why they yeah. had them on. Only waivers. two guys got claimed all mm-hmm. preseason. Yeah, I'm pretty because, sure because they couldn't. Right, they couldn't take them on. So I look at it now and think maybe and Lou, Lou's not a guy to give up assets. We know that from Toronto. Like he wouldn't. Uh, there were offers on Josh Levo that were that were so like that. I guess Lou was like, no, it's not high enough. Josh Levo. The Leafs wanted like a second. Yeah. yeah. And they got Michael Carcone, who they threw into the Zaitsev deal. Right. And I watched him play against uh, the Marlies last yesterday. They slept him on him, Mike Stevens. They slept on him. Um, Paul Hasem from uh, Global News Vancouver. So if you're in oh, Vancouver. Oh, sorry. My bet oh, is sorry. the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes. Interesting. Paul Hasem from Global News Vancouver reached out to me. He's a diehard Canucks fan. 
And uh, and if you're in uh, Vancouver, please say hi to Paul for me. He said, I'm sure a bunch of diehard Canucks fans reached out about the Luongo captaincy thing that we talked about. And if you don't know what we talked about last episode, we even put it up as a as a clip. And I've got nothing but Oilers and, and Canucks fans in my oh, DMs right now. Oh, they just, Oilers fans just torched oh, the McDavid video. Uh, um, I think that's one of the videos which that is so unlike likes. <laughs> but, but evidently, he said, so so they had this picture up of, of these notable captains through Canucks history, right? And I was like, well, how come Roberto Luongo's not on there? He's best goalie in franchise history. Sorry, Kirk McLean. Luongo's better. Mm. Um, and so this is what Paul from uh, Global News Vancouver had to say. He said they're, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary season, and they wanted to have a captain represent each, representing each decade in the picture. He said, I still think Bobby uh, Lou should have been a part of it, but that was the reasoning. So I reached out back and I said— There's five of them, and it's their 50th. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think of so, that. Well, you know, but I reached back to so him, obvious. and I said, okay, that makes sense. But did they say that in the original tweet for context? No. And he's and I said I must have missed that. I feel it feels weird. And he's like I don't think they did, but it's been a big part of their marketing campaign. I know they have a '70s, '80s, and '90s night throughout the year, so it would fit the narrative. Oh, Fair. they're gonna have so many different jerseys too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to see them bring back the big V. The big V. Whatever that thing was, but you know, I hope they bring Cooperalls back for one game, just once. If you don't know what Cooperalls are? Google that. They are pants. But full-length pants that the Canucks played with for no less than a decade. The Canucks lose 13 to 1 last night. Seven players left the game with dehydration. <laughs> they were literally pants. They were pants. Um, Blake Coleman, not a name we bring up much. Might have had the goal of the year. Already. Yeah. And it's and he's done it twice. Yeah. That he's was that friggin' was the thing. done it twice. They did a montage of one uh, one-handed goals and he's on it. It's Absolutely fantastic. Just the look at the flick of the wrist. The, just the one-handed flick of the wrist while falling down top corner. And I can't remember the goalie it was on. It was either, I want to say Hellebuck or Braswa. I don't remember. I think um, it's You know, some people are like, oh, yeah, bad goaltending. You are... Yeah, that's a tough mm, shot. You're not expecting right? it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not, not expecting, expecting it. It went in. Like He had one <laughs> shot, and he's got to flick the wrist... And and somehow that's going to go up over my shoulder? Yeah, I don't think so, mm-hmm. said the goalie. And then it did. But how would you know? Almost everybody listening right now, standing still with 10 attempts, couldn't do what he did. <laughs> Falling down one-handed. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's with his top hand. Two, if I'm not mistaken. Because yeah, it, it was his right hand. Yeah, it was his. On a, yeah, he's come a, on! Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's absolutely a hat pick. And those are coming back this week. And uh, Kasperi Kapanen might have a dang it. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, Nils Hoglander. Bless you. Uh, I know. <laughs> Nils Hoglander is a, that's a great name. Great name. And he is a Swedish player what and a Canucks prospect. Canucks prospect. Did you see the elbow he threw this week? I did not. Okay. Was it, uh, over in Europe? Uh, Jesse. Ah. Do you want to throw this up on the, I'll, I'll send it to you via Facebook here. All right. Uh, you want to throw this up on the cameras because this sure one, sure unpopular opinion. It was on. This is on Twitter, so we're I think we're able to get away with it. <laughs> unpopular yeah, opinion. A lot of the uh, the open ice <laughs> dirty hits that happen in Europe are way worse. This one's bad. This is this is a Gordy Howe to the max. Like we talk about, oh, he's throwing Gordies. Gordy Howe and was Messier. famous, fifth best player of all time. Gordy Howe. Was you keep famous. pushing him down the list. Well, no, I was pushing Mess down the list because oh. of Lemieux and Orr. And I think I, nobody's going to disagree with me on that. Okay, fine. But Gordy Howe <laughs> used to stop. Adam says Mark Messier is the 20th best player to ever play no, in the NHL. Anyway. Gordie and 21st Howe, best leader. Gordy Howe used to be. F- so, so Gordie As selected Howe, by Mark Messier. 
<laughs> if you yes, saw Gordy Howe's numbers and you were going into the the boards, Gordy Howe would if you if he knew you were coming, he would stop and stick his elbow out, and it would meet your nose. And, and a it was, giant, yeah, a giant among men. And at the point, at that point, yes, he's not only taller than everybody else, but it seemed as though it was the, it was the. Uh, oh, Jesse's. It was the up. thing to do. Now mm-hmm. watch Nils Hoglander do this. Oh, yeah, that's not the, um, uh, Elliot Friedman isolated, yeah, that's terrible. Elliot Friedman <laughs> isolated, um, Elias Pettersson and what he's learned from last year and the, just the pushback. <laughs> no, he comes all the way, he jumps too. Oh, yeah. Does he leave the ice? Yeah. It was full Oh, uh, yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. Who's the poor guy he hit? He was thrown into the game. I don't know if... I didn't follow up to see if there was a suspension, but... And he's out, too. What an unbelievable play that Oof. was. Yeah, you can watch that on our YouTube channel, by the way. That's really bad, man. Holy. Holy is right. Yeah, it's a terrible hit. Um, Steve. He's going away. Yes. Because I have to go to the bathroom, and because <laughs> we have to get this in for every show, because it's really important, but I haven't set up my page yet, and I don't want to hear anything from you garbage. about it. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about Easter Seals, where we're at, and I will be right back. Yes. Take them up. Jesse, would you like to know about Easter Seals? I already know because I've signed up for Easter Seals. I haven't. That's great. Unlike some people here. So is TJ from Adam's show that he does allegedly. Nah. He's, he's so busy he can't set up his page. Uh, we have Harrison Brown on our team, by the way. Do we? Again, yes. That's wicked. Um, so, Easter Seals. Charity yes. raises money for uh, kids with physical disabilities. Uh, what does that mean? What do kids with physical disabilities need? Uh, so when I was younger, I went to Easter Seals camp with my family. For those of you who don't know the story, I'm sure 99% of you do. My sister Rachel uh, has cerebral palsy uh, as well as autism and several other difficulties. She was born like four months premature. All sorts of things. So my parents uh, needed some help. Uh, the only way we could get out of the house together as a family Rarely the park, sometimes the park. Mm-hmm. She didn't enjoy it very much, but sometimes. To this day, it's why I hate the beach. Um, we tried it a few times. God bless my parents for trying to get us out of the house. I hate it to this day because we had some disastrous experiences. We went to Easter Seals camp, and it was bloody fantastic. A completely accessible environment. The kids all had a good time. The siblings all had a good time. Uh, the parents were able to rest and they were also able to have a good time. Um, so that's one of the things Easter Seals does. They helped my family get Rachel a walker. They helped her get a wheelchair, non-motorized, which I think was $800. A motorized wheelchair is $3,500. So it's so funny you should say the word walker. Because that reminds me of the last time Katie Walker donated to my Easter Seals page <laughs> yes, and pushed me closer to $2,000. She don- donated $75. And if you have money to spare and don't have 75 but you have 5 if you yeah. have 10 anything will help. So if you head to my Twitter profile and clicked on my pinned tweet, you can help me raise money for Easter Seals. Or if you want to support Steve Dangle, my pinned tweet. you can do it. At his pin tweet as well. Yeah, all the money goes to the same place. Uh, I've raised over seventy five hundred bucks so far personally. Our team is closing in on nine thousand. Oh really? Yeah, and Damn. I want to hit fifty. But like I've had, I've personally had, I want to say one hundred and fifty five donors. So that's cool. It's it's some people have corporate sponsors. We haven't been able to <laughs> secure that yet. Yeah, we're. Uh, 
it's a, it's a group effort. It's a team effort. Yeah, so, we're all trying to individually raise it just through like the generous people in our lives. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. uh, I'm going to play hockey, and I'm going to look terrible doing it. So is Jesse. God love him. Nah, yeah, I try hard. Tries it's, hard. It's one thing. We're the plumber line. You know, <laughs> guys, I wouldn't start you for the opener or on Hockey Night in Canada. I wow. would start you versus Columbus. Wow. So, <laughs> that's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. At least I'd start you. This old man chirped me at Shinny the other day. I went to what? 50 and up Shinny. They you just did? let Why? They, they just let me play because <laughs> they knew I sucked. <laughs> and uh, I took a shot and I missed the net. Oh. And this guy goes, wow, that was a, was a near miss. And I go, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Wow. Well, hey, listen, it's getting better, man. It is. It is fun. It's getting better. So, All right. So if you want to donate to Easter Seals, you can do that by not supporting Adam and supporting Steve ever, and I. Ever through any endeavor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, oh, I don't know if I said this on the uh, last show. If you go to the Peterborough Pete's oh, <laughs> team store, mm-hmm. they're selling Nick Robertson as a forward shirts. Which is just amazing. They're $20 Canadian and $5 out of those 20 goes towards Autism Ontario. Wow, that's and awesome. that was all the fine work of Tamara Burns uh, with the Peterborough Peets, who I, I'm not sure maybe listens or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, she helped set up that video that I did with Nick Robertson, who is a Leaf prospect and also a forward. Yeah, and they've he's been paired with SDA, who had a rough year last year. They are Pretty fantastic. Good? Jesse, can you look up uh, how they did today? Because I know they had a game today. So get this. Lee fans, fans are the only team that matters. Uh, the Peterborough Peets have played five. Well, they're playing. They're in the middle of their sixth game right now. Okay. They played in five. Their top scorer, Simeon Dur Argachintsev, SDA, two goals, 12 assists. <laughs> wow. 14 points. In how many games? In five games. That's not bad. Nick I Robertson. Think, did he have 17 all of last year? Uh, let me, let me look. Let me, no, goals, I don't think he even hit 10. Uh, last year, with the Peterborough Peets in 62 games, he had 46 oh, okay. points. That's and still... six goals. Today, uh, Nicky Robs had a goal and an assist. Okay. Wow. So Nick Robertson, in five games, had seven goals and four assists for 11 points. So add to that, in six games, he's had eight goals Five assists, 13 points. Did SDA have any points today? No, he was uh, no points, minus one. How did he even pull that off? Wow, the beginning of the end. (laughs) What a slump for SDA. Has SDA hit a wall? (laughs) Probably. Um, 14 points in five games. Get out of here. Should James Reimer replace SDA? You got to ask the question. Mm -hmm. That's true. People are asking. Let's do the press conference. Um, Quick press Press conference today. Uh, One question from D Man Illuminati on our Reddit page. If you guys could quickly rank the three game seven losses versus Boston in order of most devastating to least devastating. You suck. (laughs) What's that person's name? They said least devastating to most devastating. D Man Illuminati. It's our most upvoted. Uh, question Man, on our press a, conference that's a thread. Great say, say his name one more time. D-Man Illuminati. Sucks! Uh, <laughs> dude, dude. 
We got like that's a great question. Two minutes left in our batteries, so yeah, let's go quick. We could. I I, I got I'll, I got this one for you. I'll be real quick, okay? Yeah. It's in it's in order of years that it happened backwards, meaning that ah uh, the first game seven no way. was the most heartbreaking. I'll tell you why. Oh oh, it was four to one. Last year's like not this not 2019 2018 loss I was second bad because it was like let's slay the dragon. Yeah. Mostly Steve saying that. Yep. I buckled at the knees in public in 2013. Yeah, and I literally fell to the ground. This one, this past year, when they didn't close it in Game Six, even being on this show, I was like, "Man, I feel like I know what's coming." Yeah, I could feel it in my bones. I was so that's furious what I because they really seemed like they should have had it. Uh, I'm gonna say 2013. Yeah, I like physically reacted. I fell down. Um, last year, 2019 was really, really, really shitty. Um, and the year before that, I would say, was least shitty because they shouldn't have even been in that game no. seven in the first place, even though they were winning heading into the True. Mm-hmm. third yeah, probably, damn period. The yeah, correct answer is screw you, D-Man Illuminati, for making us talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Correct. There Couldn't be a podcast without mentioning it, though. I really wouldn't. Uh, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, sub- hit subscribe, tell your friends. If you really, and, like, if you it, really like it, then mm. rub... Your hand on the screen and touch our faces. That's what Steve Mm, says. I can feel you now. Ice surfing, returning to Twitter, 7 o'clock, Tuesday evening. Don't watch it. It's bad. Watch it. It's a Rogers product. Jesse is uh, propaganda. It's only second to the best network. That doesn't ignite my excitement. Rogers ignite. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Nailed him. And I got the ball back. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.